0: Welcome to episode 100 of the Filmiac Podcast. I'm John. I'm Kevin. And I'm JR. And on episode 100, today's episode, we're going to talk my pick, which is Suspect Zero from 2004, directed by E. Elias Marriage. Yeah, JR? Marriage? That, that is one way, way I heard it. That's <laughs> one way you <laughs> It's, uh, I, I always pronounce it Mirage for some reason, but I know it's an I-G-E at the end, so I guess it's something like Merhij or something. Mer- Merhij? Anyways. Um, hmm. Yeah, so we're going to talk about that uh, along with other stuff we watched, including three different films from 100 years ago, 1921 to 2021. Get ready. It's going to be a blast. Very exciting. Uh, yeah, so let's just get right into it. Stop fucking all right. around, all right? Who mm. wants to begin? Well, I guess, who, who, I, did I watch the most stuff this week? Is this a, this is a rarity, eh? Absolutely. Probably. <laughs> yeah, all right. <laughs> I watched, uh, I watched some stuff. I really don't feel like I watched that much, to be honest, but I mean, I guess compared to you guys this time around, mm. it was quite I mean, a... Like-
1: yeah, and I, I watch some things I'm not. I don't want to talk about, like Tom and Jerry. Do you want me to talk about Tom and Jerry?
0: Not if you don't feel like it. I mean, that's up <laughs> yeah. to you. I I can't imagine what you would say about it. Uh, <laughs> I know that all the uh, all the animals are animated in it, right? They are. That's kind of interesting. Mm. You know, that's the bit. Yeah, that's kind of that's kind of a cool idea. I guess <laughs> makes it more seem like you know they're part of the real world. If all the animals are like that. I, I did Juice a lot, though, this week. I mean, it looks like I watched a lot of stuff, but a lot of these are, like, you know, three-minute shorts from the 30s, you know, so mm. I don't know how much they really count as watches. You were, in,
1: you were in that kind of mood.
0: Well, I just watched... <clears throat> I mean, I'll just start... I, I watched Begotten, so I re Begotten, which is uh, E. Elias Marriage's first film, and uh, it's fine. Um, it's not... Uh, I was telling uh, Jonathan yesterday, actually, I was... Because we watched it when we were teenagers, and I was telling him it's it's not a it's not abstract enough for me like I wish it was more abstract and less sort of like it's weirdly plot heavy for a for an experimental film you know it's very like you can read the creation myth on it very bluntly and um I don't know it's like less interesting to me for that reason, but I think it looks amazing and I think it sounds amazing like the sound design is really cool it's a lot of uh just like birds chirping and echoey delayed noises and stuff. I don't know. It's kinda it's cool. I enjoyed I enjoy it for the most part.
1: Yeah, I wish that I had wish that I had time to rewatch that this morning instead of shoveling snow because uh, <laughs> I, I just remember being absolutely repulsed. By yeah, I that mean movie. well well I could like I, I could it.
0: see that. I mean I could see it it is um it's aggressively uh sort of um antagonistic towards this audience. I mean it's it's not a pleasant watch or anything and there's like a really sort of graphic rape scene in the middle of it that's uh goes on for a really fucking long time i don't know if you remember that (laughs) it's like and it's like it's pretty disturbing but i mean it's uh i don't know it's i I get what he's trying to do with it but it it does feel a little uh film schooly which i guess is why he i don't actually he wasn't in film school when he made it he was like a he was in an acting troupe or something like a
1: yeah he was a drama he he was and now is a theater guy right i suppose
0: he still is i don't i don't know anything about him now i know he made a film he's got a film coming out that he made uh called something i don't i was reading about it the other day i watched the little teaser trailer he's trying to get it kick-started oh the stateless no it's called um no it's not not stateless Okay. It starts with a P. It's two names. It's like a Greek myth kind of thing or something. Um, mm. It's called Polia and Blastema. Polia and Blastema. I guess it's only twenty-five mm. minutes long, actually, but uh, he hasn't released it yet. And I'm uh, I'm interested in it. I mean, I'd watch anything that he does just because I'm. I still like you know I I'm interested. I think Begotten is interesting, and I rewatched Shadow of the Vampire last night and really enjoyed it. So. You know, I'm interested. And we'll get to Suspect Zero and how I felt mm-hmm. about that. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so the reason I watched all these uh, these short films from the 30s was because of Begotten, because you go on Begotten and it, on the Wikipedia page for Begotten and it tells you all of the influences and what critics have said were influences of his. And uh, one of them was Minil Monton, which is a a film from the 20s directed by Dmitry Kirsinov and which I had never heard of, so I watched it on uh, YouTube, and it's very good, very interesting. The lead actress in it is this girl, Nadia Sibirskalia, sorry, (laughs) Sibirskalia, I can't say these names, I think she's Russian, I don't know, but, um, sorry, they, uh, She's like a really, she does a really good job in it, like acting, and it's a silent film, and I've never seen like such good solid natural acting in a silent film before. I don't know, I was impressed. But it's a really, it's a pretty good uh, weird little movie, and so I watched a bunch of Kirsten shorts. essentially, is what, where I'm going with this. Mm. He made these films uh, of these musicians playing music, like playing pieces of classical music, and then he like did these like abstract images, and dancing people and stuff like that over them and uh, it's essentially like the, the I guess I would, would imagine the original music video essentially like before there were legit music videos like that's what these read like and um, some of them are really cool so check out Kirsten off they're all on YouTube everything's on YouTube he apparently made a feature in the 30s too but I couldn't find access to it it's, mm. called, it's called RAPT R-A-P-T but um, yeah so that's the story of my juicing, letterboxed these last two weeks. <laughs> good juice, good juice. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, and Jr. I'd still still watch Begotten, even if you don't, you know. Even I, I don't know how how much we want to talk about it again on the show, but you know, I, I'd be interested to hear what you think about it, regardless. Yeah, you know, and
1: I I saw that is on YouTube. Yeah, that's um, where I watched it. Which, I mean, that feels weird. I I definitely when i watched it previously i rented a vhs copy from major video oh my uh, wow which feels like the right way to watch it i I feel like i should be uh, watching it on shitty vhs yeah i
0: (laughs) feel like we i agree with that i feel like we uh might have downloaded it but that feels like it was way too early for us to have been able to download a movie Mm. I don't know how we watched it I remember we I was obsessed with Shadow of the Vampire when I was young like when I was 18, 19, 20. I really loved it it was like one of my favorite movies and uh, on the beginning of that DVD they had the trailer for Begotten and we were just like obsessed we were like we have to see this movie <laughs> and so we finally <laughs> finally broke down and watched it somehow we might have rented it too to come to think of it maybe from Blockbuster or something but anyway mm. who wants to go next? You guys want to hear about Ted Lasso? Hell yeah,
1: Ted Lasso. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I've heard good things you know, about. Didn't he win Jason an Emmy Sudeikis, or something? He keeps he keeps winning these awards. He didn't win an Emmy, but he won a Golden Globe and then a Critics Choice Award. And uh my mom's been here uh just to like, help the transition of uh you know of Sarah going back to work with our newborn. Uh so she's been watching the baby. And uh my mom was watching Ted Lasso and I caught caught an episode when I got home from work and I was like this is enjoyable <laughs> and so I, I watched all uh all 10 episodes and uh you know it it's cute and it's feel good and there is not a single moment of it that is surprising but uh still it just still works hmm. it is it you know it's one of, it's some of that mindless tv you can just throw on and and enjoy and uh i guess that's where i was yeah this past week something good to anyway. throw
0: on and, and ignore <laughs>
1: No. I mean, and it's, you know, there's like, there's two pretty good laughs an episode. Oh. <laughs> and I, and I like that.
0: Let me ask you this. I, I like yeah. that. I laughed. Are they coming yeah. from Jason Sudeikis, the laughs? Uh, for the most part. Okay. Yeah. I don't believe it then. <laughs> oh, okay. That, that guy so, is not funny.
1: <laughs> mm, <laughs> sorry. Right, well, You know, difference of opinion. Uh, I won't say I he's think, not funny. I'll, he s- be funny.
0: I'll say I've never seen him be funny yet
1: okay you didn't see a uh, hall pass I did, I did oh, I did he, he's not, not in that. funny yeah he is he's not even in that no he he's is not. yes he is that's the office guy isn't it who's the
0: office guy is Jason Sudeikis not in the office no he's not it's Sudeikis okay. and uh, Owen Wilson in hall pass I
1: don't think I don't think this is true
0: uh, I do you just said it you're the one who said it <laughs> I guarantee well, it. Because Jason
1: is. Sudeikis looks like
0: I'll put money on it. It's Jason the guy Sudeikis.
1: in ha- it, the, looks like the guy in the office. Um, what guy? The guy who is in Jim um, Krasinski. The guy who's in Cedar Rapids? Oh, Ed Helms. In, yeah, no, Ed Helms is not.
0: In, 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 in... It's not Ed Helms in the Hall Pass. Now
1: you got me questioning it. You're I mean, right. It's Jason Sudeikis. I, that's why I thought. That's why I. Thought. <laughs> <laughs> I think there there was a time in you know 2007 to 2014 where those those two people looked like the same people well when you even said even though they acted yeah
0: absolutely when you said mm. Ed Helms I was like okay maybe it actually is Ed Helms <laughs> I'm like, now I'm like starting to question it I feel like he's probably no, no. done a movie with Owen Wilson that is you know a carbon copy of Hall Pass
1: but sorry I ruined my own joke Hall Pass sucks <laughs> Hall Pass sucks. I agree I'm not into it
0: I can't think but, of anything else I've really seen him in except Hall Pass and, uh, and Saturday Night Live and i just never I don't know I've never been a Sudeikis fan that's just me though. yeah mm. yeah he was on uh he was on one of David David Blaine's magic specials with his then wife Olivia Wilde.
1: He's uh um, he's good in sleeping with other people, which is a a romantic comedy that I enjoy. Never did. And heard of uh, that's as far as movies, that's pretty much it. But anyway, uh and quickly I'll just say that I did watch finally tried to catch up on my Criterion uh list and I watched uh L'Enfance, new, which L'enfance is new, on the Wes, it's on the Wes Anderson list, and that's the one I'd seen before, and uh, translated "Naked Childhood,"
0: oh.
1: and uh, you know that has the dead-eyed child performance that the Boys from Brazil needed. Oh. Right? Ah, okay. This is this is a a shit child that totally works, <laughs> um, and I mean it's you know it's it's this very spare movie about. Uh, a kid kind of has been bouncing throughout like the French foster care system. Um, and the kid sucks, he's an asshole, but you know, of course, over the course of 80 minutes, he he learns to get a little bit better. He doesn't become a good kid, uh, but he stops stealing from his foster parents, so that's good. Mm. Um, baby steps. Then I, yeah, then I watched <laughs> the uh, pioneers in African American cinema entry, and I watched like this little short, The Mercy of the Mummy, which was a comedy, silent comedy uh that is mostly destroyed you know um Mm. so it's it's the watching it is like you're watching this really weird very stupid not very funny comedy but like the the film great like the film stock is just it's it's dead so it's warped and it it just it so it's weird it's a weird 10 minutes Mm. and uh i watched another harold lloyd comedy for heaven's sake which uh was pretty good but I, so I was thinking about this morning, I was like, oh, after watching The Kid and Seven Years Bad Luck, I have no memory of this subpar uh, silent comedy after watching two really good ones.
2: <laughs> so yeah. Hmm. Hmm.
0: I'm technically uh, behind for the first time in my Criterion viewing so far mm. this year.
1: I'm I'm definitely technically behind too I I couldn't watch my... When I made my list... I knew this would happen. My romance movie, Two Monks, was on Criterion Channel, and now it's mm. not. Uh-oh. So I had, to, I had to find another way to watch that, and now it's on my computer, and I haven't gotten to it yet.
0: I have to watch. Um, I, I I made a sort of a weird decision and have like three silent films in a row. So it's like mm. I don't know. You got to be in the mood to watch a silent. Well, that's, I, I have to be
1: in the mood to watch a silent film, So yeah. I mean, because it, it goes like the the order was weird because I think it goes from the, uh... Sorry, the the pioneers of African-American cinema which is mostly silent in, I guess, early 30s. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, a movie from the 20s which is definitely silent. So, I feel like you have to do two of pi-
0: Pioneers is, is... The Pioneers film is later. It's oh, the, it is? Yeah, it's the 21st film in the series. Because mm-hmm. mine are in order and sure. I've been watching them in order. But mine was, uh... I don't even know what it was, but I had to watch Passion of Joan of Arc, Underworld, and then Shaft, which I know isn't, I don't think it's silent, but I mean, it's still, you know, crazy old and everything. So, Mm. but I, but anyways, I don't know. I'm technically behind because I was supposed to watch Underworld last week, this last week. So, I'm
2: one day behind right now. Mm. Anyway, Kevin? Well, I only watched uh, one entrant. To my criterion list this past uh two weeks and that was Ghidorah the three-headed monster and uh, gross <laughs> <laughs> you know so watching watching this movie like I know that I know that like in other countries like you know like they kind of have you know like you look at like say like um you know, a Bergman movie, and you see, you know, like, every movie is, like, Svensk Film Industry, and, yeah. you know, it's all it's all one, you know, basically, like, one company is doing, like, all of the movies for, like, a given country. Sure. Now, I know it's not exactly the same in uh, Japan, but it might as well be because of Toho, and like, watching Ghidorah, it's like, okay, like, they just, they just, like, don't care. <laughs> like, <laughs> what year is it from uh 60 something let me see um but like watching okay sixty nineteen sixty four. 1964 but like watching like watching like some of the camera movements they were like really shaky and like just you know and like 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 i was watching it on uh on the big screen in the living room and like like, when the camera moved, it was, like, starting to make me, like, motion sick. It was, like, blurry, and it was, like, you know, kind of messed with my eyes a little bit. It was just so bad. That sucks. But, like, um but, yeah, and, like, this, this is, it also has, like, the same problem that I think, like, 99.9% of monster movies have. Too many humans. Mm-hmm. Like, so, like, you know. Like you, you see, you see, Ghidorah, the three-headed monster, or King Ghidorah, and like you want to see Ghidorah, but he doesn't show up until like I don't know, an hour, hour and five into an hour thirty movie, and like there's this there's this weird subplot of this uh, this princess who um, like she they were like attempting to assassinate her because there's a civil war going on in her country and and like and then like like some like some entity from venus who like ghidora like just finished destroying like gets into her body and like takes her over because so she can try to warn the world but that also takes like an hour and five minutes before we sounds like a nightmare man
1: yeah, I mean everything
2: you're saying sounds awesome. So, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> in in the right in the right context and the right, you know, I guess crew and like, you know, I'm not I'm not I'm not here to like shit on Ishiro Honda, but uh like like <laughs> you it, can. it's 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 you just can. well, it's like the it's the quintessential like okay, they're just doing a job. You know, like um They've got, it's like one of like, I don't know, 17 films that they're doing in a week. So they're just, <laughs> you know, cranking them out like ruthless efficiency. As but, as, I mean, app- as is... opposed to like, you know, like, uh, you know, like a, like a Kurosawa film where they obviously let him have three weeks instead of one. <laughs> so I mean, the Godzilla stuff, it is,
1: that is Honda's baby, right?
2: Basically, yeah. I mean, I, I think he's done, he well, did like pretty much... All of them, oh, and he including did the, like, but he also he did, did like Mothra and Rodan and um,
1: well, yeah, you know, but didn't he, I can't remember now if he just directed the first Godzilla movie or if he had a hand in its actual creation.
2: I so maybe know. I'd have to, I'd have to look it, up more of the history of uh, Godzilla.
1: Yeah. Whatever. I, so he wrote I, I it. He actually, co-wrote it. He watched I, I think the three-headed monster is one of the better Godzilla movies, which oh. is you know sad. <laughs> yeah, because like, you don't you don't have to watch them all. I'm hor- no, I, I'm horrified. I, I, don't I have to, to, to watch
0: any of them. This is a nightmare to me. Like you, you, what you're describing is just like terrifying, and I'm almost like loathing. Week 32 is going to be a nightmare.
2: Did well, you? I will. I will say it was better on. than Spookies. It was better than um, uh, uh, zombies or whatever, and it's ten times better than Stonewall. So. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say you're in for you know like the most brutal punishment of your life, but I mean, you
0: know what I feel like. I feel like I have to. I'm watching the original Godzilla from '54, and I feel like it's just going to be another Jaws scenario where it's like, like I've heard a lot of good things about Godzilla and like the original, and uh, I just feel like it's just not for me. It's not going to do nothing for me, and I'm going to give it like a two and a half. And, that's
1: uh, that's probably true. That's not like as offensive as a, a Jaws scenario. <laughs> Where, like J- not that i'm offended by your your you know apathy towards jaws but you are you, you love know, it <laughs> i like it but that jaws is like a much more modern movie with i don't know you know just things we like this is still going to be like a cheap monster movie even yeah, if it is brutal a yeah a different cheap monster movie than what kevin just watched it's not quite as ridiculous but it's, it's still pretty ridiculous
0: yeah i'm not i'm not happy about it at all um well, I, uh, speaking of ridiculous movies, no, I'm just kidding. This one's actually all right. I watched uh, American Assassin, <laughs> which sounds more ridiculous than it is. This mm. is a movie from a few years ago, uh, directed by Michael Cuesta, who did Kill the Messenger, which I hated, mm. uh, starring, uh, Hawkeye from the Avengers. I can't remember his name right now. Um, Anyways, American Assassin is like based Jeremy, on Jeremy Renner. Jeremy Renner, thank you. American Assassin is based on a series of books, apparently, and um, mm-hmm. about Mitch Rapp, who's this guy whose fiance is murdered in a terrorist uh, attack, and uh, he, so he like he's just like it's what's interesting about it to me is that he's like a total sort of normal person goofball at the beginning of the movie. Like they're on the beach, he's proposing to his girlfriend. He just seems like a completely average, almost like a douchebag kind of a guy, you know? Mm. And uh this terrorist attack happens, his fiance gets murdered in front of him, he gets shot, uh and then it like fast forwards like a few years and he's dedicated his life to the revenge. He wants to kill the terrorist cell that did this. So he's like learned Arabic and he's on like these dark websites contacting these Arabic terrorists. And he's trained himself in you know I don't know close quarters combat and all kinds of shit. So he's gonna he's gonna essentially join their terrorist cell and then kill them when he sees them. Which I thought was just a, kind of an interesting idea that he's just like this you know kind of a normal guy and he goes and it could be done really like I could see it being done kind of really stupidly and poorly and uh, kind of goofy. But it's actually I don't know it's portrayed as pretty realistic. Like I feel like uh, I, I believed it, you know. For the most part, mm. going in, and then he's of course still La Femme Nikita sort of uh, storyline. He's he's the CIA hires him to be one of their agents, and uh he kicks some ass. Do, do they juice him up? Do they juice him up with steroids?
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: Did the CIA juice him with steroids? So I'm
1: looking at the poster right now on oh. Letterboxd. Oh yeah, he's pretty and, uh, ripped up and. Right? <clears throat> his forearms (laughs) yeah they're veiny uh (laughs) they're not just veiny i mean like they could be mistaken for like he's been like branded like they're branding scars yeah they look right they're so ridiculous
0: no he uh he he definitely i would say at the beginning of the film he looks pretty like skin like normal skinny guy but then he he definitely beefs up a little bit like in the whatever that is like two years later or whatever but i mean i, I don't want really to give the wrong impression it's not a masterpiece of like you know modern action cinema or anything it's uh it still has some cheesy stuff in it and taylor kitsch is the villain and he's you know oh, no. re- reliably awful and uh but uh michael keaton is kind of fun as his as uh the main guy's trainer the main guy is dylan o'brien i guess this is like his big break you know he's going to be like in this series of films but then this movie like totally tanked and didn't make any money so now he's Mm. i don't know i don't know what he's doing the maze runner i guess he's in the maze runner so
1: can i can i read three things sure i'm so i'm obsessed with this movie's letterbox page this is new i'm definitely gonna watch this movie now you should Um, it's
0: not bad it's on netflix
1: one star review puts the ass in assassin that's pretty good (laughs) Um, one star review a very serious movie about how all terrorism can be traced back to Iran and Taylor Kitsch that's good I like, ta- I like Taylor Kitsch that's a selling point for me um, and then I like this one a lot uh, and everyone else does too the most middle aged dad goes to his local theater early on a rainy Sunday morning has a small bag of popcorn and a diet coke immediately runs errands afterwards only to return home for a nap in the living room mo- movie ever made
0: I, That's, yes, wow, see, pretty okay. good. I in those reviews, I I completely I I uh, that that is accurate, right? But <laughs> but having said that, it's like <clears throat> so this movie I feel like has a little bit more going on than the average. It's not it doesn't have a lot more going on. It's got a little bit more going on than the average. Okay. Sort of a born ripoff thriller kind of thing.
1: So that that user, by the way, in credit. Sorry, credit to the user. That is a uh, Jack Lindbergh. Uh Letterbox user Jack Lindbergh. He gave it three and a half stars. He, yeah, he liked it. He likes it. <laughs> mm.
0: It's like the, the and the, the one right below that it says the film was made to be watched on T N T on a Sunday afternoon. Like yeah. I, mm. I I agree with that. I mean it, but it, that's you know, that's a watchable entertaining movie. That's what this is, you know.
1: I love I love the idea that Netflix is the new T N T. Exactly, exactly. That oh, yeah. feels good. <laughs> yes, yes. So,
0: anyways, this is uh, you know, solid, solid enough. Check it out. I like the I like the guy in it, Dylan O'Brien. I wish he was kind of uh, more successful. He's he's not bad in it. He does a pretty good job. He's, he makes Taylor Kitsch look like a clown. I mean, <laughs>
2: not that that's hard.
0: Well, Kitsch is just, he's just got his typical like brooding, angry face on the. I mean, it's essentially, what is in the the header of the the letterbox page? Him just staring angrily with a gun.
1: So, you'll you guys will never change my mind on Taylor. <laughs> I, don't, I I can't. I'm not going to tell try. if that's
0: serious or not. Like, do you really like Taylor Kitsch?
1: <laughs> no, okay. I liked him in in some things. You like him in that one, stupid one show thing. he's in, Friday but, uh, Night Lights. Yeah, yeah,
0: you like that. Yeah, <laughs>
1: I do like that. I liked him in John Carter just fine.
0: Uh, I never saw John Carter, so mm. that's that's fine. That's just fine. <laughs> <laughs>
1: All right, well, Jr. Yeah, so um, you know, a few weeks ago, you guys assigned me this movie for homework, and I didn't uh, get to it. Well, sorry, not not on air uh, via text. Mm. Um, so uh, Sarah wanted to put it on, so we watched the Billie Eilish documentary on <laughs> Apple Plus. I, well, I did not assign this to you. <laughs> Neither <laughs> I, did I. <laughs> no, I, I, I,
0: I on record right, said right now. I would watch it.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, but it turns out I wasn't joking. So uh, it's called Billie Eilish. The world's a little blurry. And, you know, I I know I'm starting this with a tone where it sounds like I'm going to make fun of it. I'm not going to make fun of it. It's, uh, this is a movie about an artist and an artist's music that is definitely just not for me. I, um... You know, she's got a great voice and it's really cool that uh this teenage star is is writing music with her older brother in her older brother's bedroom and their family like in their small family home in California. That's that's really cool. Um the content of her music is meant to connect with twelve to nineteen year olds and it and it does that. It's and that's awesome. Um this is like a basically just following this girl for like basically a year, a little less than a year, but uh it's kind of right after she right before and after she blows up uh kind of going through when she wins a bunch of grammys and um her on the road and touring and just how that affects her life as a normal person. And that's that's really it. Uh the fact that this movie is two and a half hours long is, is fucking unforgivable. It is. it, it It's absurd that uh, it's that long. And if a lot it of it's was, just. Sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, a lot of it's concert footage, which like, mm. we could have been a little bit more judicious with the, the editing of the concert footage, I think. But
0: if it was yeah. an hour shorter, like if it was 90 minutes, I would have watched it. You know what yep. I mean? Just to be in the conversation, just to have watched. Cause I know a mm. lot of people who have seen it and, and are like raving about it. And I, I was like, yeah, I'd watch that, but I'm not going to watch two and a half hours. of that I just can't, I don't have the time. Mm.
1: I mean, I, I don't have it. You know, I think this gave me like a better perspective on what makes Billie Eilish popular with the people who like her. And that's cool. Uh, that's good. It's, you know, that's good for, for an old person who doesn't is is aware of pop, but doesn't listen to a lot of pop um but i have nothing good to say about director rj cutler uh i don't like i don't think this movie is put together well at all it's all mm. over the place it's occasionally confusing um like who's around her it's like her brother goes out on tour with her every time but he just like disappears from the movie for long stretches um in in just ways that make it seem like he's not there but he is there it it's just it, it's it's edited confusingly and uh, to the extent that it's edited at all. Uh, and that's, that's a bummer. There's no reason it should have been two and a half hours again. I, I was not happy that I spent a Thursday night just watch, watching this, and that's the only thing that could get done. But, um,
0: mm.
1: you know, oh, yeah, I did, for, uh, for the Billy fans out there.
0: I did add one of RJ Cutler's uh, projects to my watch list when I was looking at uh, his filmography earlier
1: this week. I didn't even look at his filmography. <laughs> I did. He did,
0: he did, uh, he did like, so, I mean, you, you can guess like the typical sort of like, he made this documentary about John Belushi called Belushi. So you can imagine what that's going to be like. And uh, mm. <laughs> he did the September issue, which I don't know if you've heard of. It's a um, It's no. a doc about, uh about uh the, like Vogue, like making the Vogue magazine. Anyway, cool. It's from, like, it's from like twelve years ago, but anyway,s Is it four he, hours long. No, no, no. It's uh, ninety minutes. It's perfect, right? That's the way it ought to be. Mm. That's good. But he also did this. Apparently, did this show uh, in the year two thousand called American High, a documentary series that tracks the experiences of fourteen students at Illinois Highland Park High School through ninety nine two thousand school year. Like that, I'm into that. I would watch that in a heartbeat. Mm. It's like time travel, man. <laughs> 300 minutes of goodness. I am going to check it out and see if it's on
2: iTunes. But anyway, Kevin. Uh, So let's see. I rewatched Planet of the Apes with uh, Heston. Nice. Um, I don't know that I have uh, a whole lot more to add to the conversation that we had last time. But um, let's see. I also finally wrapped up my uh, Miyazaki rewatches. And the last one that I watched was one I hadn't seen before. was uh, Ponyo, which, like, again, like, uh, the, you know, G-Kids, like, they, they, their Blu-rays look amazing. But for some reason, the animation on Ponyo was just, I'm not even sure how to describe it. It was, like, flat and, like, lifeless. Like, it looked so much more like a cartoon as opposed to an animated film um, that I was just, I was just like, not, you know, it just, I was like, what am I, what am I watching? Like, did they, you know, what was, what was the p- thought process when this was being like animated? Um, but uh, what's the best,
0: uh, what's the best one? Did you make a list? Did I miss it? Yes, yes, I did. Um, what's, what's your number? What's your top
2: Miyazaki? My, my personal favorite is The Wind Rises, and it's followed by uh, Lupin Castle of Cagliostro, Whoa. and then uh, Princess Mononoke, which is actually significantly better if you watch it in Japanese. Because I know for sure, like when we re- when we reviewed it for Filmiac back in like episode like I don't know. S- six seven whatever it was i was like i was very very distracted by especially like john dimaggio like you know like it was really really difficult to take take that movie seriously when i'm listening to bender yell at the top of his lungs for like no reason um i remember
0: liking uh was it uh billy crudup who does the main voice yeah, that's right. yeah, I liked I liked him in it, his voice. Yeah, Billy yeah, Billy Crudup is good.
2: Um He just got a nice, like calm, soothing voice. Yeah, and I think it really works for Ashitaka. Um did uh sorry. hmm Did you watch Ponyo with the kids? No, uh they've they've seen like almost all of uh Miyazaki's movies except for like I mean, um you know, they've seen like Totoro, they've seen Ponyo, they've seen Spirited Away. Um, like, I, I don't, I would, oh, and, uh, like, the last one they watched was, uh, Kiki's delivery service, and, like, <laughs> it was funny, like, that. yeah, like, Sebastian, like, loved it. It was, like, the greatest thing that ever happened to him in his life for, like, a week, and now, like, he, uh, he hasn't mentioned it again. <laughs> so,
1: <clears throat> damn. I was hoping yeah. you watched it with them so that, uh the Ponyo song we get in everyone's head. Well, yeah, you got it in your head
2: it's still there. No, actually. Cause, uh, like th- that was another thing about Ponyo. Like the movie, like it just kind of went by me. And by the time, by the time, like the, um, I don't know. It, like, it seemed to s- spend like a lot of time introducing the characters. And then there was a little bit of plot and then all of a sudden it was over. So I was like, I, yeah, like, I was genuinely over. surprised. Like, like what? That's it. So yeah, that's, sounds like,
1: sounds like it went over your head. Uh, 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 she's a little fish. <laughs> that's
0: that's I'm just so, I'm so glad I have no idea what you guys are talking about. <laughs>
2: I don't know. May, maybe, maybe in um, maybe a, maybe at some point, Amelia will be interested in in watching these movies. I mean, um, I would I would
0: consider <laughs> yeah, I would consider like showing them to her. But it's like it's not the same as like you know if you show them to to your kids. It's like or or Jr. shows it to his kid. You guys know these movies already, and you you can imagine like it would be a first mm. time watch for me showing these to to Amelia. You know. Right, So we'd be, like, watching them for the first time together. I have no idea. It wouldn't be, like, a thing where I'm, like, hey, I'm going to share this thing that I like with you. <laughs> I yeah, no I mean,
2: yeah, I mean, it was a little different because, like, um, like, I didn't actually start seeing, like, Miyazaki movies until, I don't know, probably I was in, like, my... I was for sure in high school. Um, but, yeah, like, I, I, I'm still more excited to watch, like, the, like late eighties, early nineties, Disney stuff with the boys. Cause uh, like, you know, I remember like going to the theater and like beauty and the beast was the first movie that I remember seeing in a theater. And then like, I don't know, for like however long it was out, like uh, it got to the point where we would just like, Oh, we're, we're bored. There's nothing to do. Let's go see the lion King for like the 17th time. Um. So, like, I'm I'm much more excited to like you know when they when they finally like want to watch like The Lion King or something like that. It's like, yeah, like that'll be like you know something nostalgic for me that I'm glad to now share with them. Um, yeah, Miyazaki, not so much. Although, I I I've, I have heard like a couple people talk about like. like having seen Miyazaki movies like really really young and i don't know personally i'm just it's not that i don't believe them i just have a hard time taking that seriously it's like those this it's like there's some people who will be like oh yeah i remember seeing the shining when i was like 4 years old <laughs> it's like and and i'm like maybe no, incidentally you
0: didn't. <laughs> maybe accidentally i saw it i know, don't know.
2: maybe like but like maybe it was from... on like hbo and they like walked into the room but like sure. Like, I remember, well, like, for instance... I was I to hold I was... the attention of a four-year-old in The Shining for very long, so... But I remember, like, uh, I was, uh, f- I guess, ten years old, and my
0: dad rented Casino on double VHS mm. from this, and he watched it in the living room while I was playing, and I wasn't watching it, but I remember seeing certain... Like, I can still remember seeing, like, the Head and the Vice scene and the uh Mm. and the ending where they beat the guys and bury them alive like i remember that disturbing me tremendously because i was like i'm i'm nine or ten or whatever you know (laughs) it's like it's very Mm. very scary to me as a kid but but yeah i wouldn't say i watched that movie when i was that young i just you know you see see stuff and it scars you that's all (laughs)
2: yeah and i would still say that 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 scene in the cornfield is extremely disturbing even yeah. now as as a 34 year old
0: but there's a lot of uh you know
2: i, I understand what you're saying because there's like a lot of there's
0: was like a prestige that people feel to be able to say you mm. know i saw something really early in life and you know oh when i was a kid i really loved this thing that's like high brow you know and i'm ahead of my yeah, time yeah, yeah. and uh you know, I wasn't into Disney movies. I was watching Miyazaki when I was eleven. You know, <laughs> it's like, okay, that's fine, whatever, man. You know, but,
2: yeah, uh, like, yeah, like, like I definitely like. I know for sure that I watched uh, 2001 at a very, very early age. But that was because it was, you know, like it had a spaceship on the cover, yeah. and I, you know, like I had been watching, you know, just getting into the Star Wars movies. So I, I saw Forrest Gump in the theater, okay? So wow. beat that. Beat that. Nice. Right. <laughs> 8
0: years old in the theater Forrest Gump.
1: Mm. You know, and and that can that can ruin your relationship to movies. I saw uh, <laughs> I saw The Godfather when I was 13, which I mean that's not like too young or whatever, mm. but I I remember it and uh I fucking hated The Godfather for oh, years. No. I, I was always mm. like The Godfather sucks. It's boring, lame. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, and then I watched it in college and I loved it, but whatever.
0: That's too well, bad.
2: Well, I remember I remember watching watching The Godfather around that same age and like liking it, but I know 100% as a 13-year-old like yeah, maybe I could have appreciated the violence aspect, sure. but like a 13 year olds not going to have the wherewithal to really, truly appreciate The Godfather.
0: Well, you don't appreciate it, but I mean, you might find it entertaining, though. I mean, yeah, know, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And
2: honestly, it you ends. Know, like, don't it go ends against with, the family, you know.
0: Sure, it ends with all that violence, <laughs> so it's like that's mm. that's all you're going to remember as a thirteen-year-old. Oh man, that that scene at the end where everybody gets killed is amazing, you know.
2: Right. Plus, like you know, you you get like the Seinfeld references in the, uh, <laughs> <laughs> especially the one with the uh, in uh, the Briss. Don't ever go against the family, Jerry. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. the family. The, uh, and it's like, um,
0: yeah, I mean, I probably saw The Godfather around the same time. My dad used to turn me on to a lot of stuff when I was, like, an early teenager. Like, he showed me, I remember, I was in, I don't think I was even 14 yet, and he showed me Full Metal Jacket. Oh, gosh. He was like, yeah, you should watch this movie. It's really good. And he was, like, telling me about the drill sergeant scenes, and they're really good, and they're funny, and he, he let me rent it from the, uh from the blockbuster and watch it and then i showed mm. my i showed jonathan he came over and spent the night and we watched it and then his parents got mad because because yeah. he watched it yeah
1: mm. no, he's, no shit
0: he's not supposed to watch that <laughs> <laughs> but anyway um all right well uh i watched uh i don't know you guys you want to talk about our uh should i talk about hamlet i mean we get into these hundred year old movies Sure, let's do it. Let's do it. All right, I, I watched Hamlet from 1921, directed by Heinz Schall and Svend or Gade, I don't know, starring Asta Nielsen, who I guess is a um, something of a movie star in the 20s and 30s uh, in Dan- Daneland, Denmark, and uh, Germany. And, uh, yeah, this is a movie based on Hamlet, but what's really interesting about it, and I was wondering about this before I watched it, it's a silent film, so it's interesting because it's the plot of Hamlet, I mean, sort of, uh, they change quite a bit about the plot of Hamlet, but it uses none of the words, you know, so it's like that's what mm. Hamlet is known for is the words, and I mean, I suppose the intertitles, which were in German on the, ones I, on the one I watched, so I have no idea what they said, they might have been using some of the... The dialogue or something, mm-hmm. but uh, you,
1: did, you didn't have. Uh, they weren't. You didn't have subtitles for no. those. Okay, mine did. Oh well,
0: I don't. I didn't. <laughs> I didn't care because I was like, you know what? I watched. I remember the first. The first time it was in German, I was like, well, like if there's anyone who doesn't need intertitles for oh. a, a movie about Hamlet, it's me. Like I've read Hamlet like 400 times now. Like it's,
1: that's why. That's why yeah. you didn't get my. Uh, that's why you didn't get my text joke. What texture? Uh, where I was talking about Voltaire.
0: Oh, yeah, I did not get that. <laughs> the,
1: the, the, first, the first like five minutes of this movie are just explaining what they... Like, the intertitles are just explaining what they did with the movie. Oh. Like, explaining oh. why uh, they cast a woman as Hamlet. Sure. Uh, and it's, it's just due to garden variety sexism. Um, people have interpreted ha- Hamlet's actions as uh, emotional and similar to the actions of a woman. So they right. cast a woman, um, even though, you know, if you remove <laughs> wow. the reasons, I, th- I think th- this idea for Hamlet is, is interesting. No, I uh, agree. I, I, I like the idea. But the, of- it, it goes into, like, the, the criticisms of, of Hamlet, like, and it said, Voltaire famously called uh, Hamlet a hodgepodge of mood and nonsense, and I thought that was hilarious. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah, I could, I you know, that's fair. I don't know about nonsense, but definitely definitely mood. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I like I like the idea of of casting a woman as Hamlet. Also, I like the idea that she's uh, hiding her gender from those around her. That she's interested in both males and females. She's interested in Horatio, but she's also interested in Ophelia to a certain degree. I mean, more more out of spite, I guess. But um, mm. you know, yeah, I think there's definitely a something that could be made out of it. I'm surprised they haven't done this more. Like, changed the gender of more of his characters, like in films throughout the you know throughout the 20th century because i feel like i don't you don't see this a lot i see gender's change of certain characters in his plays but never the lead character
2: you know well the um when i when i was in high school there was a production of macbeth at uh, swine palace and there was a woman who was playing macbeth see, that's cool it's uh, an interesting idea yeah but i mean they they didn't play around with the idea at all it was just a woman playing macbeth so yeah yes, so not yeah, the, the, on this on this particular film i mean they change quite a bit
0: about it to sort of make it uh i don't know make more sense i suppose and uh like i like the idea that she's in. they have scenes of, of hamlet at college in <laughs> wittenberg or I guess, is it in wittenberg though i feel like it's in norway is it in norway i think they change it to norway because uh fortinbras mm. is in college with her and uh so it's just like some little things that they change they kind of make everybody more i don't know closer in that way like they all know each other from from college and there's a Mm. pretty dark scene where hamlet murders claudius and then gertrude ends up being the primary villain of the piece and uh she but when she kills claudius she burns down a a house that he's in while he's drunk asleep and (laughs) he dies so it's pretty hardcore but um I think the thing that really, like, didn't work for me overall in it, and maybe this is, like, blasphemous, I don't know. I I don't know Aston Nielsen from from Adam, but I didn't like her performance in this very much. And it's not necessarily her fault. It's just a typical sort of 20s silent movie that sort of, like, if you saw a silent movie being parodied, it would look like her performance. You know, it's Mm -hmm. a lot of, like, big gestures and... Goofy faces, and you know, uh, I, I, it just feels like she does, like you know, they didn't have a a, maybe a, um, a sort of uh, steadfast like idea of that they didn't need to act like they were on a stage necessarily because they were on a a movie and the camera can pick up things that you know the audience sitting two hundred feet from you can't, so. I don't know it just didn't her performance was pretty goofy i love the costume though i love especially her costume the all black the turtleneck amazing
1: (laughs) i yeah i don't really know i've seen one other aston nielsen movie and i didn't love her in this either and uh i i since i had subtitles for the inner titles Mm -hmm. i i hated those like there's I'm glad because, I because <laughs> because there are no words for this uh Shakespeare play they felt the need to just put so much into the intertitles to communicate plot uh, and it, like this movie could have been 20 minutes shorter if we didn't have all these long ass <laughs> intertitles uh and not just I just feel like that it kind of robs the movie of any mood or any momentum it could have had
0: it's a little long too. I mean, it's was it two hours long? I mean, almost yeah. hour forty two. It's like, and I remember thinking after I watched it, I, I saw that you guys like I saw you logging the kid and seven years of bad luck, and I was like, oh, you guys cheated! Like you, you picked movies that were like an hour long. Okay. You pick you picked uh, the one <laughs> long movie. I know, right? I could. I, if I had honestly, if I had known this is this long, I don't know that I would have picked. I I probably would have though. I mean, I, my Hamlet unit's about to end at school, and so I want to kind of put it to bed, you know never
1: until never. next year
0: yeah well no i'm not i'm not teaching hamlet again next year we're changing formats changing curriculum so oh uh, shit teaching something else by shakespeare McBeth. i i hope so but i don't i don't know about that mm. my it senior
1: might, year we did both which was oh too much.
0: jesus yeah that's that's a little extreme man
2: yeah for me uh hamlet was like summer reading and, uh, and we had like one little like discussion of it and a test and during the year, we actually um were taught Macbeth. I would,
0: yeah, I would like to do Macbeth because I am, mm. I want, I, I would love to be as familiar with Macbeth as I am with Hamlet right now. So,
2: yeah, that's that's so that's I what really I'm like trying to do right now. Like, I want to, I want to become a Macbeth expert.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Plus,
0: I could show the Polanski film. You know really Mm. traumatized the kids (laughs) yeah
1: that sounds like a good idea
0: (laughs) anyway all right well you guys want to talk about uh your your 1921 releases your 100 year old movies
2: yeah yeah and i really did want to watch phantom carriage again but i just didn't didn't have the time this this last go around but i'm sure i will watch it again
1: look we all we all had grand ambitions Yes, we did, <laughs> uh, and we didn't. We didn't meet the We didn't match those. Yeah. But let's uh, let's let's end with the kid because the kid's good. Uh, yeah, the kids. Kid's damn good. Uh, I watched six. I wrote six years bad luck on my notes. It's seven <laughs> years bad luck. I don't know what the fuck I was thinking. Uh, so, seven years bad luck is one of the three feature films made by um, Giant Star. At the time, Max Linder. He was, uh, like, by 1912, he was, like, the highest paid actor in the world and would, like, hold that for several years. Uh, he is a comedian in, like, the Charlie Chaplin Buster Keaton vein, who preceded uh, Keaton, Chaplin, and Harold Lloyd by, by a few years. He was, uh, he was doing huge business in Europe while, uh, while Chaplin was still on the stage in London. As I understand it, Um, and you can see a lot of Chaplin and Keaton in this guy Max Linder. He's he's got like a thin mustache. He's a short guy with brown hair, like Chaplin. And like this uh, this Max persona that's in this movie and in several of his uh, shorts is like a less cartoonish version of the tramp. Like, and, and you know he's not he's not a trap he's actually a, a rich guy but gets into shenanigans and um gets into things very similar to what uh Chaplin would get his tramp into and um this movie is mostly successful it's uh it's about this guy who his like butler breaks a mirror uh and then they trick him into thinking he broke the mirror cuz he's like super hungover max is super hungover and this whole first fifteen minute stretch where uh, there's a lot of shenanigans going on with a mirror and the breaking of the mirror, and they try to convince this guy that the mirror isn't broken by having someone else like, stand in. And there's this whole mirror bit where the two are two guys are mirroring each other, which is also a famous like a uh, duck soup um, mm. Marx Brothers <clears throat> thing. Uh, it's great, and they also
0: did it on uh, Roseanne. With the two Becky's Sarah Chalk and, and Lisa. Oh,
1: that's that's funny. <laughs> yeah, I th- this is the origin of this bit in nineteen twenty one. I don't know. I think um,
0: Roseanne might have started it. Okay. Yeah. I-
1: <laughs> yeah, Roseanne is ageless, been making movies since nineteen twelve. <laughs> Just kidding. Okay. No, I know. Um, but yeah the Like, nothing, I don't think anything else throughout the rest of the 45 minutes is quite as good as this whole mirror thing. Um, And, like, the plot of this is dumb. Like, they spend too much time on the plot. Like, we could have shaved 10 minutes to make this the same length as the the kid. Um, And, you know, maybe it would have been a little funnier, had a little uh, bit of zippy pacing. But, uh, and it doesn't like reach any of the emotional heights that I think the kid uh, does with Chaplin. Mm. But, but yeah, this is, uh, you know, recommended for, you know, just to get a taste of like this forgotten comedian who was clearly influential to these these other comedians that are still remembered today.
0: What have you, is this the only Max Linder film you've seen? Yeah, first one. Okay. Mm.
1: And that's, that's why, that's why I wanted uh, to do this one. Cool. It's been on my list. Cool. All right, well,
0: I was going to watch The Kid this morning, but uh, I had to set up this setup, and I just too, I, I woke up and I was like, I have almost exactly an hour before we're supposed to start. Perfect. I'm going to watch The Kid. I actually had it queued up and everything on my TV, and then time got away from me. Mm. Couldn't, couldn't make it happen. But how uh, how was it?
2: It's really good, and I will say that the, the, the version that's on... Uh, the Criterion Channel looks like fucking gorgeous. It it's looks, hmm? yeah, it's yeah.
1: It's insane. How, I don't know how they did that.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Like it looks, it looks better than some movies that are made like now or like in the last ten years. Like it's wow. it's fa- it's fantastic. Like, I, I yeah, I don't know how they were able to get such a good-looking thing from, you know, like, however old those film negatives are, you know, 100 years, um, or however old it was when they actually did the restoration. But um, anyway, um, yeah, so the kid is about, uh, it starts off with this woman who's had a child out of wedlock, and um, in a moment of panic, she just leaves the kid in a car, and eventually, like, the The car gets stolen and then the thieves leave the baby in an alley and the tramp uh happens across it and at first the tramp is trying to get rid of the kid but then he just then he takes it in and next thing you know like their father and son and hilarious shenanigans ensue (laughs) and uh and yeah like it's (laughs) like (laughs) the kid uh the kid who Actually, plays the kid Jackie Coogan. He is very, very good. He's such a good actor. Like, we, like you see, like, like he's like he's has this way of emoting and like, like uh, he and he and the tramp have this uh, like con scheme where like the kid will like break a window and then the tramp will just happen to show up with an extra window pane and and fix it up and like and when when like the the cop. Stops him and, like, hey, what are you doing? Like, he just, you know, so natural. Like, uh, <laughs> like, like he acts just as well as any of the adults in the movie. So, like, yeah, it's very, very entertaining.
0: I'm excited to, uh, check. I, I honestly, I want to say that I might have seen this. Um, I wouldn't have counted it as a watch because, uh, I think I saw it at, I don't know if you guys remember when they used to do the, um, I'm afraid what they even call it. Is that the Baton Rouge Gallery? They used to show silent films and have a live band play. Oh yeah, silent yeah. Films. And uh, this was one of them. I, I want to say they played this, and uh, there was a band that played uh, over it.
2: Right. And I remember. Been
0: you know, 13 years ago or something. So. Yeah.
2: I remember that, but I don't remember what it was called. But I do remember they apparently like they didn't have a new band each time. It was like the same like one dude who would like do it to every movie and i thought that was kind of like
0: come on i remember like, them having somebody else a, get in there at least two i remember they showed um the last one i remember them showing was uh like a it was like rock- like a robin hood movie and uh mm. they had a different band for that it was a local band with a female singer but they don't have vocals or anything on it but they just played music i don't know but i remember being kind of a interesting you know fun thing mm. to do but right I don't, I don't remember anything about the film at all mm.
1: kevin how'd you feel about the end of the kid
2: oh i liked it
1: the the very end uh, of this movie um involves the the kid kind of um being reunited with with his mother right mm-hmm. uh who his mother who now has money she's actually like a a famous star, as right? It, as they say, um, and the tramp ends up like having this fantasy of of being in heaven. Um, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> which I thought was great. Um, and sin is introduced, which was hilarious. Yeah. Uh, and then he wakes up, and you know, and for a second I thought we were just going to end right there with him waking up, still you know asleep mm. on his doorstep, and and that's it. Um, and I, I wish it had ended right there not that like the not that the fairy tale ending and you know outside of his fantasy is bad but i didn't need it i i, f- I felt like a sort of a downbeat ending would have fit the the, the melancholy that was like present throughout the movie mm. um, and definitely like the the sort of like tone switching that happens at the beginning of this movie is it like it's like it's heartbreak this mother like just abandons her, her baby and she immediately regrets it but then yeah. we switch to a, a tramp comedy and that shouldn't be as successful as it is but um <laughs> you know there's there's this kind of tone there's this this sadness behind everything throughout and i i um that's like the only thing i didn't like they um uh, the happy ending
2: yeah is that what keeps it from being a five for you yeah that's it wow Say I I I don't know. Like um a a while back, like I had this uh sort of conversation on Goodreads with a friend because she did not like the fact that in Watership Down, dis- despite all of like the like danger and violence that's in uh Watership Down, she just could not get with the fact that um like apparently there were no like quote unquote real stakes um in in the book and i was i just kept thinking like personally I thought it was like one of the one of the negative things about uh game of Thrones and its influence it's like okay, so now we we have to see we have to see people die, and major characters have to be gotten rid of in like, you know, super like horrible, way, horrible, like heart-wrenching ways. But I was like, no, nah. I mean, they go, th- they go through this whole thing. They, you know, suffer all this fear and anxiety. And there's a lot of death, you know, like, um you know, the warren that they left was obliterated and all, you know, all those rabbits died. And, and it's like, you know, like... No I, stakes, though. <laughs> yeah, <no, laughs> n- yeah, no, yeah, no stakes. But that's that's so, such a
1: clear yeah just yeah so disagree with with that yeah <laughs> exactly
2: exactly so i was like no like i like the fact that they made it all the way through and now you know like i i think i think adams even says like in the end of the book like you know things weren't perfect but they were you know they were they were much better for having gone through all that and you know watership down as a warren you know flourishes and like you know, I like I like I like knowing that good things can happen because you know there is so much. You know, I'm not trying to sound like an after school special here, but there's so much <laughs> negativity in the world that every now and then I I need to know that a happy ending is possible. And yeah, yeah I, I, so I, I do want to be
1: I do want to <laughs> be clear that I the
2: nihilist it, here.
1: It's I, I do want to be clear that you know. I don't dislike this movie because of that. I still absolutely right, right, right. love this movie and think it is, <laughs> it is brilliant. And, um, and I'm very happy that the kid gets a happy ending. Mm. Uh, and I'm, I'm I, I think the kid deserves it. I think the tramp deserves the happy ending also. Uh, it, it's more that I just, the ending it 30 seconds earlier, I just think would have been such a, like a perfect cap to, to the movie that I had seen, in, uh, in, you know, adding that 30 seconds, and it's its literally 30 seconds, right? The, the ending of this movie happens very fast. Mm. Um, just that little 30 seconds is, is a happy ending. I didn't feel like I needed for the Tramp, especially because we know that the Tramp is getting right back into shenanigans uh, the next day and does not have his happy ending. But, you know, um, that's also uh, me thinking about the Tramp, in terms of sequels, is uh, is, is very my very oh. modern brain. There's there's no continuity between these Tramp mm. movies. <laughs> mm. But yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, whatever. I, I love yeah. it. I love it. You you shut up with your
2: warship down. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not here to defend the movie, but uh, you know, we no. did that already. Yeah, I know. <laughs> didn't we all like Epi- it? I didn't. No. Oh, sure. <laughs> I don't yeah. remember I did. liking it. Right. Yeah. yeah, that was our first episode with JR. Oh. oh. Yeah, he uh Kevin keeper of the
0: Filmiac history. I don't, <laughs> I don't remember that.
2: Yeah, I recorded
1: that in the library with you guys. Yeah, oh, Okay, yeah. cool.
0: Um so I just I just want to really briefly touch on uh, I watched Anna yesterday or day before yesterday. And uh Anna's a from, movie from Luc Besson. Not from uh,
2: 1921.
0: No, from 2 to 2019. And uh it's uh it's I was gonna s I mean I should have mentioned it when I was talking about American Assassin because it's like a less good version of American Assassin. It's the sort of typical uh you know, person who becomes an assassin who works for the government and then has to uh turn their back, is hunted by the government, that kind of thing. Lots of goofy action sequences and stuff, a lot of CG blood in this one. And uh yeah, I had I had hopes for it. I actually picked this up from the library. The uh Jordan texted me the other day and he says, "Hey, uh I got all these Blu-rays that we're getting rid of. Do you want any of these?" I was like, "Hell yeah, I do." So I took like 20 of them and this was one of them. Hmm. But uh yeah, it doesn't really work. I don't know what Bisson is doing. He needs to uh I mean, you know, it's fun sort of parts of it are interesting in that Bissonian kind of way. Mm. But then also, I just want to briefly say that I watched Shadow of the Vampire last night, rewatched for the first time in maybe 10 years. And I like it. It's a good movie. It's not perfect, but Willem Dafoe's great in it and Malkovich is great in it. And uh, I was actually wondering what the sort of, like I was, the whole time I was watching, I was like, I don't know what this movie's about really. Like, I don't know what the theme of this movie is because it's just kind of like this idea of you know, Max Shrek, the actor, is actually a vampire and they're making this movie. Mm. But then in like the last 10 minutes, it really becomes clear because, uh, you know, it's it's about hubris, right? It's about uh, Murnau being a, an egomaniac who has to get his movie made at any cost. And uh, I really love the ending of the movie. It really helped the thing along quite a bit. Like the last five or ten minutes are amazing. Mm. So. You haven't seen Shadow of the Vampire. I don't know how you're going to because it's not on any streaming services and you can't rent it on iTunes. <laughs> but I think uh, it might
2: be at the library.
0: What the yeah. fuck is going on? For real, I had to had to uh DL this thing.
2: Mm. But uh
0: yeah, anyways, it's great. Check it out.
2: Yeah, I've been meaning to watch it again for like a long time cuz um like I initially watched it because of uh, Eddie Izzard and uh, Catherine McCormick. Um but now I would now I would watch it for Defoe. they're both
0: they're both great in it. Mm, but nice. yeah, Defoe's great. Everybody, all the acting is pretty solid. Uh, cool. Carrie Elway's might be a weak point, but I like his performance. It's just it's very like his accents very goofy, but uh... but for the most part, I'm I'm into it. I like his character a lot. Anyway. Uh, do we want to talk spookies? Yeah, have um, to have to talk spookies. Yeah. So this is the uh, punishment film from Letterbox Roulette last last time that uh, Kevin and I lost and had to watch. Spookies from 1986, which has is this? It doesn't have like three directors or something.
1: Yeah, and I, I found out why yeah. Did they you got guys fired. Look up right? Right?
0: Yeah, yeah, they got people got replaced, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, and. The the third person started over, and I'm saying third person because I don't have the uh, page open yet.
0: Jeannie Joseph, Thomas yeah. Doran, and Brendan Faulkner. So
1: so Jeannie is the one who took over and, like, didn't start from scratch, but started filming things with a new cast and a different plot line. And so this is really, like, two movies awkwardly put together, and I don't know, like, who's in which movie. I'm pretty sure the uh, the kind of, like werewolf monster guy in a in a yellow vest i'm pretty sure he's not in the same movie as the uh the teens in the house but i could be wrong
0: that's fair uh this this movie's about a group of people who get stranded at a mansion of some sort in the woods and a graveyard mansion oh right Mm, there's a graveyard and there's like this old man who's like probably dead already, I guess. I don't know. There's no explanation of anything. And he's in the Mm. basement, like talking to, is he talking to somebody or is he just kind of narrating? I don't even remember.
2: Isn't he talking, he's talking to the dead woman in the casket, right? Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah.
0: His bride. It's like a Dracula ripoff. Isabel. Yeah. And so he's trying to bring her back to life, which has something to do with him murdering everyone in the house. And, uh, it's just uh you know I, I have a lot of high ratings for this I'm seeing and I I ha- I have to imagine that it's nostalgia 100% like people saw this when they were kids and they thought it was awesome This I, is uh this is a terrible movie and I'm, uh, I'm
2: more <laughs> along the lines of it's so bad it's good
0: Yeah that <clears> could <throat> be it too maybe I don't know it's just it's like Like, yeah, this first review is, as soon as the farting dirt monsters appeared, I knew I was watching something special. That kind of thing does nothing for me. Like, that's not interesting to me. It's (laughs) just stupid and, like, not funny or interesting. And they're
1: they're dealt with so quickly. Yeah, I, this, ugh. Uh, I, I, look, I I enjoyed the idea that we're going to, like, throw every horror monster we can think of at the... We're just like throwing everything at the wall here, and uh, mm. we're gonna see what works. And not much of it works. I I did find the the Spider Woman's transformation. I found that gross.
0: <laughs> I thought she was hot before she transformed. <laughs> so points for her being hot. And
1: the the punk
0: chick, the uh, had big breasts. That was nice. <laughs> yeah the, uh, that's about all i can do for this i mean i don't mm-hmm. know I don't, you know what else you the gonna characterization
1: say of the kids was it's like what happens when we have a drunk a jock a hot girl a bitch girl and an <laughs> <Yeah>. old guy
0: <laughs> i didn't understand that house. either can,
1: can you explain that to me like they're no.
0: driving at the beginning in two separate cars they mm. get stopped by like a branch in the road and somehow this old man and his wife know this young punk kid who like hates everyone, and they're coming from the same party. Like what? Yeah. What is happening? Why?
2: How do they know each other? Why would these no people idea.
0: know each other? Yeah, it makes and, no. And sense.
2: apparently he got them kicked out of the party and embarrassed. Them. <laughs> I, don't I don't understand. I don't know what. I, at first
0: I thought I was like, oh, okay, this is like their kid, and he's like, they're his dad or whatever. But it, it's, mm. none of it makes any. It's the worst i i checked out about 20 minutes and to be honest i have two monitors at work and i was mm. watching this on one of them and just like browsing youtube on the other one so
2: i barely watched it okay. i'll be no. honest it's trash same i i was on my phone through most of it yeah it's not worth your time and the yeah, effects it's... are
0: awful there's no good blood there's like one scene where that girl gets her her leg slashed which has some cool blood but like, there's like barely any violence in this movie. Like, at least, I was mm. thinking, at least there'll be some gross-out like violence or something. It's just nothing. Like, it's just boring. Right. It's eighty-five minutes. It feels like it's three hours fucking long, dude. Mm. I, I can I <laughs> handle this.
1: Oh yeah, I definitely. <laughs> I do not like this, and I don't. I don't think it's so bad. It's good, but I definitely didn't. I didn't actively loathe it quite this much. It there is, there are some cheapy charms. <laughs> even even if the 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 hole is incompetent.
0: Yeah, I didn't find it charming. It was just offensive. And,
1: uh... <laughs> this uh, is yeah. what prompted. Uh, this is this was our last time with this list. Oh right, we're uh, gonna switch. I was mm. gonna talk
0: about that whenever we do the the thing. We're gonna well, switch lists.
1: All right. Well, yeah, I'll come back to it. I have I have thoughts on your new list. Oh okay.
0: Bad uh, thoughts.
1: They're not bad thoughts for me. I think that you're still gonna punish yourself, but. I think there's punishment on it, but I think that the okay, there's
0: far fewer films on the list for one thing,
2: yeah, and there seem
0: to be a lot of like norm, like not normal movies, but more movies that I'd be interested in watching at least. Mm. I don't
1: know. There's it's a lot all, of
0: shit too, but I mean, there's like it's
1: all genre. Like
0: I agree with that. There is all genre, but I don't have an issue with that. I mean,
1: we we just we raised the probability that you are watching a toxic Avenger sequel. That's what I'll say.
0: I don't care about that. I would, you know, that's like the same thing as watching Spookies to me, and it's Which like you hate I did hate Spookies, but I didn't hate it as much as Stonewall, and yeah, <laughs> and honestly, I feel like the the chances are greater with the other list. The chances are greater that we're going to end up watching a, a, an asylum picture like Zumbies again, and I would rather be dead. That's than not.
1: <laughs> that's fair. It, it, so by. You know, the, the list that you chose is the the long weird list of movies. Yeah. Um which And nobody
2: cares how <laughs> if a you. movie is not weird.
1: <laughs> but but it does mean that there's no just there's no drama. There are no dramas here, it's all genre stuff. Uh so the like a chance of getting a stonewall. Black like Swan
0: that. is on this list, and Black Swan is a drama. I'm just kidding with you, go ahead.
1: I mean <laughs> sure. Black Swan is a weird drama. Yeah. Um what, whatever there, there's not going to be a stonewall there's not going to be like a failed trash drama that is going for prestige in all the wrong ways and that's uh, what i'm and trying to avoid that's good <laughs> and there's probably going to be no comedies like uh birds do it um, right because that's you know none of that just kind of like incompetent unfunny it's not weirdly unfunny it's just incompetent mm. so I yeah mean, we'll see but um i guess we'll we'll get back to that after like if Sus this list zero <laughs>
0: If this list is a nightmare, you know, two or three times in a row, we'll look for another list. That's all I can say. You know, I don't. I'm not interested in like I'd be. I'm less interested in in it being a punishment than it just
2: being like a you know like we're forced to watch something we wouldn't normally watch. You know, like I don't right. Like I like that aspect of it that we're you know like it's maybe something we wouldn't have thought of and like now we're in a position to actually watch it as opposed to a quote unquote punishment.
0: La Haine is on this list that's not a genre film
1: you're right there's a couple I, there. and here I, or there i only got two uh pages in before i made my assessment but okay well also like
0: <laughs> they have they have, uh, they have a um what's that guy's name U- uwe uwe bowl oh his yeah, films yeah. On here, so that's that's not good but
2: <laughs> Ram- yeah i don't want to watch all all the Rampage the the films again <laughs> uh.
0: anyway uh all right, well, I guess uh, I guess we can just jump into the main review unless you guys have something else you need Let's to talk it. about. Yeah. All right, so this week uh, the film that we picked, that I picked, was Suspect Zero from 2004. Again, directed by E. Elias Merhij. Merhij. I, I really would love to Merge. have a... I want to hear him say his name and just know for sure. But anyways... It stars uh, Carrie Ann Moss, Aaron Eckhart, Ben Kingsley, some other people, character actors that you may have seen and stuff. And it's mm. a uh, serial killer thriller about a about a man who hunts serial killers. But I guess that's sort of a spoiler because you really don't find that out until two thirds of the way through the movie. But I feel like it was in the trailer also because I'm pretty sure I knew that going into this the
2: first time. But mm. well, I, think I it's- saw this. It's in the um, like letterboxed um, synopsis.
0: That's true, too, yeah. Yes. But it, but the film itself doesn't tell you. Like You don't know that. Oh, yeah, until, yeah, yeah. If you were going in blind, yeah. you wouldn't know. Right, that's but, a reveal um, in the movie. Exactly. Uh, I saw this movie in the theater because I was such a huge fan of Shadow of the Vampire. Had to see anything that Marriage did. And um, I will say that when I saw it in the theater, I hated it. I thought it was... Bad. Um, <laughs> I was very upset. Actually, it's it reminds me of something real quick is that I started making a list of movies uh, that I saw more than one time in the theater mm-hmm. on Letterboxd. So I've been making this list from memory. And uh, I didn't see this movie more than once because, like I said, I hated it. But, like, 80% of the movies on my list, so I've got about 40 movies on the list that I've seen more than once at the theater. And 80% of them are from 2004. <laughs> and wow. I was like why did I see so fucking so many movies more than once and I realized oh, this,
1: uh, Alexander was was this year too yeah exactly and I saw it
0: twice and uh, I saw um, I mean just all sorts of I mean there's like tons and tons of movies like Cold Mountain I saw uh, in the theater four times I think Um, so just like tons and tons of movies from 04 and I realized the reason is Garden State Sin City Alexander Gross. Birth, Closer, Crash, Iron Huckabees, all these movies I saw multiple times in the theater. The Devil's Rejects. Don't ask me why. Um, <laughs> <Gross>. and, uh <laughs> But I realized the reason is because this is the year I started driving. So I had a car oh. and I was independent. I could do anything I wanted to. So I drove to the theater constantly.
1: Wait. Did you start driving late?
0: Yeah, when I was 18.
1: Okay. So I was like, this is also the year I started driving, and we're not the same age.
0: Mm. Oh well. I started driving, yeah. I started didn't didn't get my license till I was eighteen. Uh but uh anyways. Suspect zero. I watched it this time, getting back to our review, and uh my opinion hasn't changed. It's become more sharp. It's sharpened my opinion of this film. I mm. uh, now I can explain exactly why I think it's a huge piece of shit. And uh, I did not like it. I was displeased with so, almost everything about it.
1: Aren't, mm. aren't you? Aren't you just so happy that you felt the need to punish us all <laughs> just because I had seen Melvin and Howard before? We can.
0: We're not going to rewatch Melvin. You just watched Melvin and Howard not long ago, though. It's just but like, your anger
1: lets you choose this movie. <laughs> that you hated.
0: I'll be honest. Okay, look, I I am I am. I'm not sorry I rewatched this. I mean, I've been wanting to rewatch it. But the uh, I will say that the next two picks for me, they're set in stone. I know exactly what they are, and they're both going to be good, and I'm happy about that. So mm. that's what this movie has
1: caused. <laughs> I, don't I have really lots of notes, too. Great.
0: I have twice as many notes as I would normally have. Oh, my goodness. From- well,
1: that's, I mean, I feel like I kind of <laughs> revealed my hand uh, that I don't like it. Kevin, what would you think?
2: Yeah, I, it was awful. Aaron Eckhart is the worst. <laughs> uh, Carrie Ann Moss is a jobber at best. Harry Lennox is Jesus. doing the same stupid stuff that he was doing in The Matrix. And Ben Kingsley is Yes, yeah, one of my notes, okay. man, that he was in The Matrix. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: I and didn't even realize and that. Doing I the same,
2: th- and he's doing the same voice and the same manner. and That's just his voice. <laughs> 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 Got
0: to hate on Harry Lennox, man. No, it's fine. I mean, he's, he's awful in the Matrix. I'll say that he's
2: really bad in the Matrix. <laughs> I mean, he's he's not alone because the, sure, yeah. I, I'm I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, you know, I'll I'll say it again. I didn't. I do not like the Matrix movies. Oh yeah, William Mapother is in this. That's uh
0: Tom Cruise's for, cousin
1: for Who? two very scenes. short scenes. Tom, yeah, Tom Cruise is a, a producer on this.
0: Oh, that's right. I forgot. He had his name removed, though. I read. Yeah. Which I can imagine why, because well, he's yeah, like, I man, mean, I don't want look to be associated it. with this.
1: <laughs> okay, well,
0: uh, I mean, let's get specific. What what don't we like about the outside of the fact that you hate the acting in it? I suppose, but I mean, it looks
1: like a made-for-TV movie from 1996.
0: This is true. Yeah, it, it looks, looks like awful. You know who shot this? In, like, hmm? you know who shot this? Michael Chapman. What? Like. What? So the guy shot raging bull. Like how does this look so trash? Now oh, I did oh look up God. I looked up Michael so Jackman's... uh like his stuff later like during this time period it all looks kind of bad like um yeah. I forget what else he did, but a lot of kind of like he was a, a more of a jobber at this point I suppose. He wasn't working for Scorsese anymore and mm. But now is there crazy. a
1: possibility that this was like intentional and marriage wanted it to look cheap, you know, because he clearly like included those uh those kind of like grainy effects for the um with, <laughs> for oh, yeah. the remote viewing uh, Ugh, bullshit yeah, yeah, we, yeah we didn't mention the supernatural aspect of this
0: right, so in the film, uh Ben Kingsley is a uh, a hunter of serial killers. He was trained by the FBI and uh in a secretive <laughs> program called uh Project Icarus, and he is able to sit at a desk with a cassette tape play the cassette tape and then uh sort of do like an automatic writing thing where he puts his pen on a piece of paper and then he draws what he sees in his mind and he's remote viewing seeing uh i don't even know he's seeing murder scenes and uh mm. dead bodies and shit and where they are and he draws it on a paper kind of cool drawings i guess you know kind of yeah, cool they, looking they look um fine. i hated his handwriting when he like wrote you know like all all of the stupid sort of like uh he is the one you can see, 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 and he would like write, repeat <laughs> words, kind of like fax them to uh, Aaron Eckhart's character. Mm. And uh, but yeah, so he's uh, he's got this sort of psychic ability, which I also have an issue with. Beyond the fact that it's just retarded, is that at the end of the film <laughs> he's seen his own death somehow. Mm. So now, so now it's not only can he see murders that have happened in the past, he can also see the future. <laughs> Like I, it's just like out of nowhere, you know. Uh,
1: <laughs> I was I was wondering if it, if that was like a, like he can see the serial killers and like technically now he's a serial killer. So mm. I don't know. It, it, that's, it's that's, that's, yeah, that, it's a stretch. Looks... It's a stretch. Sure, for sure, sure.
0: I mean, you know, he uh, Kingsley in this, he's definitely over the top, mm. and I have to believe that it's on purpose like he knows he's being just you know or maybe he was encouraged to be sort of he's coming off of a uh, sexy beast you know and his oscar mm. nod for being over the top so Ooh. maybe he's he was encouraged to sort of recreate that energy i don't know do you guys yeah.
1: ever listen to like do you guys ever listen to podcasts or an audiobook on like 1.25 speed yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> every like this dialogue w- from from kingsley especially w- was stylized or, or maybe it was uh, a not stylized but this was like kingsley's choice like he is delivering a lot of his stuff especially when he's talking like in the first scene talking to the other uh the serial killer yeah um who we don't know as a serial killer at the time but like, he is speaking in a way that that like he is purposely sped up to, sure like, when like, he gets
0: he, when he gets excited too he like he like has these moments where he, he'll just start screaming in the middle of a sentence. You know? Like <laughs> that happens at the beginning too. I don't yeah, I I'm not I'm not a fan of his of his uh performance in this. I don't think it's I don't think like he's necessarily doing a shit job exactly. He's just making mm. choices that I don't agree with. Uh but again,
2: I don't know that it's his
0: fault or if somebody encouraged him to do these things.
2: Yeah. And like, so one, one of the things that I find hilarious and stupid in like pretty much everything that they're done in, you ever notice how like, like, no matter like what, like super ultra, you know, secret um project like the FBI or CIA or the army has, has been working on, there's always somehow like they've been filming it all and somebody has put it together and made it look like some, you know, like military training film from the forties that's basically a newsreel. Yeah. And they're they're around and they're they've, you know they <laughs> they just like I don't understand how, you know, like I mean, getting into like, like it's not logistics, exhausting like, would... in a report that's been redacted sure. or something. I mean, the, the like,
0: idea that they're filming any of this, and then why Why on earth it's on, uh, um, what wasn't it on like film? Like on a projector? Am yes. Am I remembering that wrong? Yeah, it's like, why would it be on yeah. film? And on it was a proje- set up it and ready no to go. Sense. Yeah. It makes absolutely <laughs> no understand. sense. But I mean, apparently this movie had like tons of, uh, writers. Like Zach Penn did the original script, which was like, uh, it might have been like one on the blacklist or whatever, but, um, mm. And then uh, Billy Ray got a hold of it. And Billy Ray is dubious at best. I mean, he's done a lot of good stuff, but he's done a lot of shit stuff, too. And mm.
1: I mean, are we going to – I mean, shit. We're going to say that Billy Ray is, like, not as good as, as Zach Penn? <laughs> like, I, no, I, I mean, know, no, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying – Zach I Penn ain't I, good.
0: I didn't say Zach Penn was good. I'm just saying, like – apparently the i mean the original script was a was like a big deal i read like you know hollywood yeah. they, they wanted to make this it had huge stars attached to it at one point mm. there um
1: there's there's a list of people that did uncredited rewrites on uh the i m d b trivia which also is is dubious mm. in terms of uh you know reliability but um let's see it would involve oh sorry Paul Schrader and Ben Affleck also did rewrites oh. before, um, before it got to Billy Ray, because Billy. Uh, and Ben Affleck, I think it was because he was uh, considering taking the role.
0: Mm. I could see that. I could see him in the in the Thomas McElway role. Uh, and yeah. Tom
1: Cruise, Tom Cruise was producing because he also had been considering taking the role, mm. right? Uh, and apparently. Sl- Apparently sliced alone expressed interest as well, which I I have a hard time imagining that.
2: That's hilarious. Zach
0: Penn wrote X2 X-Men United, so he's he's God which, in my book. He has carte blanche.
1: <laughs> and, and I do I do like that that movie a good bit, but like he's yeah. got he's got so much crap around it. And and you know he did he did the Werner Herzog uh starring oh, right. movie oh, and right, seen right. At Loch Ness. Yeah. Which mm. uh, which is just a, a big load of a failed potential. But um,
0: He wrote Last Action Hero also, or he came up with the story for it, uh, which I like. But yeah, he's done a lot. Of, I mean, you know, the, look, 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 <laughs> <laughs> uh, he and Billy Ray are both, I think Billy Ray is much better than him, actually, but uh, just based on their, what they have credit to their names, but all I'm saying is that, you know, the original screenplay is supposed to be good and. By the time I got to Billy Ray, it became what this movie is, which is you know hot garbage. So,
1: I mean, should we blame Ben Affleck though?
0: Maybe I don't know how much he he would is, did he do a draft of it or did he do you yeah. know like credit like like dialogue cleanup or something? You know what I mean? Like yeah. I don't know mm. who knows what these people did. Like
1: if if he's not credited, that means he didn't do enough to to get right credited.
0: right. But uh, you know. I have a like I said I have a lot of notes. Let me start. Let me start running through these notes. I'm gonna be here all day. Okay, so the missing missing child on Hi, the Renee. milk carton. Hey, hey, <laughs> cute kid, man. Uh, the missing child on the milk carton. Super cliched choice to start the film with, right? Like mm-hmm. the minute that happened, I was like, Are you kidding me? Like, do, is that even something that they do anymore? Like in 2004, were they still putting kids on milk cartons when they were missing?
1: No. Also, in 2004, there were Starbuckses all over the country, even New Mexico. (laughs) (laughs) That that was
2: the thing I was genuinely confused about. Like Albuquerque is a pretty big city, and that's a joke
0: that was left over from the original Zach Penn 94 draft. You know what I mean? Like that. Yeah, yeah. 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 Wait,
1: wait, wait. It it was not 94. This was definitely whenever uh, post seven.
0: Oh, This is definitely wait, sure. like
1: a like Zach Penn was like, ooh, seven. That's good. Let me do it. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I could do this. You know what's more exciting than a serial killer? A serial killer hunting serial killers. <laughs> yeah. It's like that story of uh James Cameron pitching aliens and he just he writes the S on the end of alien and with the dollar sign, you know?
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Multiple aliens <laughs> equals
0: money. Um I thought the the okay, so the first the first guy that Ben Kingsley meets in the diner is it just me, or did you guys just immediately assume that was Pruitt Taylor Vince? Like the guy looks just like Pruitt Taylor Vince. <laughs> I really thought it was him. I looked it up. I was like, oh, I can't. I haven't seen him in a while. Pruitt Taylor Vince, and it's just not him. Like I was like, this guy looks exactly like Pruitt Taylor. Vince. I had a whole like story yeah. I was going to tell about Pruitt Taylor Vince. Kevin mm-hmm. Chamberlain.
1: The uh, yeah, like I actually thought that scene, like the way it opens, it reminded me of Identity. Which he's in, right?
0: Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. He's the he's the killer, and I not Yeah, okay. Spoiler. So, who's from?
1: <laughs> and did you? Sorry, I have him open right now. He's from Baton Rouge, Louisiana. <coughs> yeah,
0: my uh, my wife met him uh, once somewhere. I can't remember in Lafayette. I don't remember where or what what the reason was, but.
1: Mm.
0: Is Identity good? Should we watch Identity? Uh, I saw it twice in the theater as well. I loved it, but I was, you know, 18 or whatever, and uh, mm. I think it's probably a huge piece of shit, I, if I would have to guess.
1: I saw it at least once in the. Th- I've, I've seen Identity several times, but. Yeah, not in I a think long it's
0: time. probably just a cliched mess of. Uh, oh, mm. shit, I didn't know.
1: And I did know. know Identity. I've was never older seen it than Suspect Zero.
0: It had all my favorite actors in it, like, at the time. Like, I loved um, John C. McGinley and mm. Cle- Clea and- Duvall. Clay Devault, well, and uh, Jake Busey, Jake Busey, Jake Busey. I remember seeing him in that and just being like, "Dude, Jake Busey's fucking awesome." I wish he was doing more shit (laughs) because he was just playing like this really psycho, you know, like psycho killer guy. Ray Liotta, loved Ray Liotta. John Cusack, John hawks was in this before he was anybody.
1: Alfred Molina. We could we could just do this list forever. Yeah, (laughs) it's it's
0: got a lot of people. Rebecca De Mornay.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Oh wow. Yeah, it's got everybody
0: it's like the uh the true romance of its day hmm anyway and you
1: know, maybe guys maybe maybe we are an early 2000s shitty thriller podcast and so maybe maybe we're no. watching identity no. next
0: time no we're not we're not no
1: please no. is <laughs> okay. it your is it your pick hmm yeah JR's pick. it is day. my yes? pick. Okay. Yeah. So you're going
0: to you, are you picking identity? <laughs> we'll see. We'll have to live with that. The the anxiety. I don't know. Right. What do you guys think of Kingsley's American accent? Which I don't think I've ever heard him do except for in this movie.
1: It's weird. And maybe, maybe that's why he's sped up his speech. To, maybe to, to to get through all the words without letting that the British stuff come out. The British the is British. chasing
0: is chasing him and he's got to he out it. <laughs> I, yeah, I thought it was. Uh, you could hear it. You could definitely hear him slipping a few times. Mm. But you know, what are you going to do? He, like I said, I don't think I've ever seen him do uh, that accent before.
1: And that's certainly not like of all the things to bother me in this movie. Sure, that is of course, not really one of them.
0: Okay, one thing that did bother me, um, directionally speaking, was that we see, we see Ben Kingsley. I want to say in the first or second shot of the movie like you see him immediately you see his face right we mm. see
1: his silhouette
0: first but we see his face also after that yeah. b- I don't before think it's the second be-
1: shot but it's before
0: it's, it's, he it's sits down before. at the table we see his face yes okay and then every shot of that scene is obscuring his face as if we haven't seen him yet and it but, drives me insane
1: but <laughs> but marriage does that throughout the whole fucking movie he has it's almost like he just filmed like weird close-up coverage of everything. Everything is too close. Yeah. Everything is, is obscured because of its closeness. He he does things where like uh, when I two of the FBI agents are talking, and he's got like something white in the foreground, partially blocking them. It. There there are a lot of weird close-up obscured choices that. I wonder me if. Crazy. The,
0: I wonder if he like rationalized that at the time by saying like you know this is we're we're we're, we're remote viewing this movie. So we're seeing it around corners and, you know what I mean? If that was the case, like, if it, if it, I could almost, you know, justify it. There was some kind of reasoning behind it, but I it's so I hate bad. that you said
1: that. Do I respect it now? <laughs> I know. <laughs> no. It, well, it, I, I, yeah, I don't know. Um, it didn't feel, that's not true. It felt intentional. It just didn't feel, like, good enough. with, Or, like, it wasn't executed well enough in its intention right uh because because right. so many things just do feel like coverage like why am i getting this super close-up shot of um f- fucking tom opening like the, the car door with the keys you know like, like <laughs> that's that's just extra bullshit and, and like there's a quick cut to it and like okay this was not necessary you know it's 2004 he's got a clicker okay uh yeah that expedition's it. got a clicker
0: that's fair. He's, he is a very nice vehicle in this movie. I felt like uh, so I, I just want to say two two things real quick that I actually liked about the movie a lot.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: that didn't do much to bring up the star rating, but they're, and they're they're very minor. One is uh, the automatic writing idea, like so him sitting at the table and like drawing what he sees in his mind. I like that idea. Like I like the way mm-hmm. it was shot. I like the super close up on the pen scribbling and everything. I didn't do mind you like any the, of that the
1: tapping, tap tap. The I mean, movies.
0: I I mean, that's just like, that's a, you know, that's business that Kingsley's decided to, I, I have no problem with that. I like those, I, I didn't love the scenes, but I like the idea of him, of the automatic writing of him, you know, just mm. kind of draw, without even looking, just draw, you know, drawing what he sees. And what I really liked, and honestly, this happened so early in the film that I thought I was like, this movie's going to be okay. Is, mm. uh, <laughs> and this is a really minor <laughs> thing, but when Aaron Eckhart first gets to the, He's introduced to his desk, you know, at the FBI office or whatever. And he sits down, and he's just he's just kind of lounging, like he like leans back, like this. And he goes, and he says, "I'm Tom, everybody." (laughs) He just just, (laughs) introduces himself to everybody at once by saying, "I'm Tom." I thought that was I don't know why that like really it put a huge smile on my face. I was like, "That is great." Who would introduce um, himself that way? That's perfect. (laughs) That's like that scene.
1: That scene made me think that William uh, Mapother? Mapother Mapother. Mappather? I say I say I, thought, I don't know. Mm. I thought he was gonna have a bigger role because I was like, this motherfucker brought Frito pies for everyone. That's uh, <laughs> right, and that's a good fucking dude. Uh, yeah. Even though he clearly is like making fun of the Frito pie and Aaron. Ar- like guys, chili and cheese and Fritos. That's good. Yeah, something wrong with that. That is good food, yeah. and New Mexico is famous for its amazing chili. So that's stupid. I think the,
0: uh, yeah, I don't, like I, don't
1: just, I don't like the whole
0: like fish out of water stuff, like anything mm, where he's yeah. like, I'm not used to being in New Mexico. I, all this is alien and foreign to me. It's just kind of like, I, it gets really tired really
1: quick. So like, I, I did like, you know, when they're at that first uh, scene, he and Harry Lennox and, um, Harry Lennox is about to pull the, um, the zero slash like picture away. And he hands through the car, he hands, uh, Harry Lennox the gloves and says, I'm a stickler for procedure and it's before we know that he absolutely is not a stickler for procedure he just got mm, in a right. bunch of fucking trouble for not being a stickler
2: yeah um,
1: i i like that idea you know i that,
0: hate uh, i hate the fact that he had that i i agree with what you're saying uh, in theory like that well i'm it's, only talking about theory i understand no execution I hate the idea that he that he has to. It strikes me as completely disingenuous that he has to hand his boss gloves. Like his boss doesn't know that it's a crime scene oh, that yeah, he can't yeah. touch with his fucking hands. Like yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Absolutely. And like
0: being a, that's not even being a stickler for procedure. It's like basic shit that everybody would know.
1: <laughs> yeah, and it, and yeah. by the way, like from here on out, uh, as far as crime scenes and uh, and procedure goes. Uh, Aaron Eckhart has no he gives no fucks about any of it because right. like busting into the to that guy's house to like go into the attic mm-hmm. like he's doing the same shit he used to that got him and got him suspended right but you know what it, it, this is like this is his addiction he's
0: a, he's a rogue man he's got to do what
1: he's got to do yeah you know, he's he, a rebel he's a got rebel a vision that. and he's addicted to this vision and he's the new remote viewer and blah 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 blah.
0: I hated the line where they're they're interviewing somebody. It's like him and uh, him in Trinity and they're interviewing someone at some place who knows uh, Ben Kingsley. And, and she goes, could you describe him? And this is what she says to describe him. He didn't look like he was from around here. And then she just totally jumps to the next question. I was like, that's that's not a description. You have no idea what this guy looks like. <laughs> he's got and he's very like big nose, bald. Wears a lot of white button-down short-sleeve shirts. Like it's very easy to describe Ben Kingsley. Yeah, I mean, he was wearing a leather jacket
2: in right. You know, <laughs> yeah, in like no. two hundred degree weather in the desert. <laughs> yeah, it's just. It's like someone wanted to write a police procedural, but the only research they did was watching like Adam CBS 12 shows or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: I, if it, it, I was, I actually have a note that says the editing is like a CBI, like criminal minds or something. That's what it struck. It was like yeah, CSI yeah, yeah. or something, you know, it's like, that's what the editing, all that jumping to like black and white and these weird, like other textured films or whatever. I don't even know what they were doing. It looks mm. very like digitally processed. It's just gross looking. I can,
1: I, ugh. I thought the, I thought the black and white always looked better than the red tinted visions. Mm, yeah, that's fair. I hate it. I hated the, the grainy red a lot.
0: A lot. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I didn't like any of it. I mean, it just feels like um, the only person I that I can think of who does that sort of thing that I've ever been okay with is is Oliver Stone, and I feel like Oliver Stone when he does it, it looks like he's genuinely using different formats of film, mm. which he is. I mean, you know, he's shooting in eight mm shooting sixteen millimeters, you know, processing it with chemicals or whatever. But like this just looked very phony. It just looked like they looked like fucking plugins on Adobe After Effects or something. It looked horrible. But,
1: but this was, I mean. And you'd seen it more recently, obviously. Like, did you get the vibe that he was at least trying to, like, recreate uh, some sort of grainy, begotten thing?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think that's his, like, that's what he's known for. And he had done some Marilyn Manson videos that look similar to that, Mm -hmm. like this sort of. But I I honestly, I don't know what it is. Like, I don't understand how Chapman shoots this thing. He obviously knows how to shoot a movie. And Shadow of the Vampire looks great. Shadow of the Vampire has one, a couple of these kind of goofy flashback editing things that they use to sort of inform the audience of something that happened earlier, which I don't like, and uh, they're in black and white, but for that, it's like, you could almost say, okay, for instance, in, in, in Shadow of the Vampire, there are... S- Every time he shoots a scene, he'll be like, "Okay, Iris in," and then you see the whole screen go black around. You know, like an Iris is pushing in, and then it goes like black a, and white, and it looks like it's from the twenties, like the, the like the, a silent exactly. movie. Exactly, it mm-hmm. looks like it's from the 20, like It looks legit. Like you wouldn't be able to tell the difference between this and the actual Nosferatu. And it's just like I don't understand how you could go from that to this. Like I don't understand. Like what is the what's the issue? Like what's the difference? Like this looks atrocious. That looks genuine.
2: I think the real the real problem is like. The the problem is the movie Seven, because like sure. after 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 that movie, like every everything serial killer has to go black and white and grainy and you know weird like kinetic editing and you know all this all this, y- all this other sure. kind of stuff that you know um that freaking uh Fincher was doing, but you know Venture, you know. For, for whatever problems he has, he has uh, a more consistent vision and uh, visual vocabulary that, like, works in for the individual films. Because, like, you know, like, he did this stuff with Seven, but, like, Fight Club doesn't look like Seven. And neither does, um, you know, like, you know, Panic Room doesn't look like Seven. Now, once you start getting into, you know, like... Um, I think his films like, have like a very Dragon consistent Tattoo look. And like Dragon Tattoo and social networks. Since, like everything kind of sure. has a more similar look to it. But I, But I, I think they that's s- m- that's more pressure on Fincher to be Fincher at I this point. I from,
0: think from Fight Club on, his stuff looks extremely similar. But I, I think mm. that uh, I agree with you that Seven looks completely dissimilar. And I would say that it's not even really the entire movie of Seven that is influential to the look of this movie. It's more like the mm. opening title sequence. Absolutely, it's just Absolutely. that kind of goofy, like you know, with the Trent Reznor song and the, it looks mm-hmm. like a like a Marilyn Manson music video, you know. It's just like uh, yeah, or and, a Nine and, Inch Nails, and, and, Nails video, and and Andrew Kevin Walk- Andrew Kevin Walker's um um screenplay, and the way that they visualize things in that screenplay, like the idea of him r- writing in those uh, in those compositional notebooks and things like this, you know, mm-hmm. this kind of thing is just like that's does more to inform the every serial killer movie that comes out in the next, you know, 20 years. Yeah. Then the rest, then the actual movie itself, it's just like these little silly kind of, and this movie is doing a really God awful sort of, uh, approximation of, or facsimile of, of those kinds of things. When he, again, when he faxes these stupid pictures with all the words repeated and everything. And when they go into his basement lair, uh, where he's drawn on the floor hundreds of times, some mm. sp- the spiral or whatever, <laughs> and then uh, and then uh, I love it. that They walk in, they see these like thousands of drawings, and uh, Carrie Moss is like, "I think we got an obsessive compulsive here." <laughs> like, no shit, really.
2: <laughs> That's,
0: we definitely needed her to say that. I don't. I would not have known he was obsessive compulsive. God, it's so dumb. Why did we watch this? <laughs> it's the worst. Oh, and I also wrote. Uh, okay, so. Uh, they're they're in New Mexico the whole film, mm. like all these serial killers are in New Mexico. Like, and I know that they have the map of the United States that they like have all the the points on and everything, and they found this body here and that body there. But I sort of got he kills like three different people in New Mexico.
2: I guess that's where the spiral is. Like, um, well, no, like if you look at like the map of the U.S., like the map is like it's like more in like I don't know, like Nebraska or something. Like as yeah. it's as it's like. Because you know there' the pi- all the pins where the murders happen, and there's like 17 pins in every all 50 states, but then it like Wait, you know it's kind of like you know then you see the, like the pattern spiral is like going into like, I don't know, like Nebraska or like Missouri, like the like middle of the continent and didn't he um
1: <clears throat> shit that first guy he killed on the state line, right? yeah, so yeah, he
0: who, drove him to the state line to involve which, the FBI they said. which
1: state mm-hmm. line? I, I Do you guys but, remember which direction it was? I don't have it, any idea. Arizona was the, or It's in the, the
0: desert, probably Arizona, it was in the desert, like
1: Yeah. I mean Texas is the desert too.
0: That's true, I guess. Who I don't know. True, I I mean, I don't
1: know. Okay, who cares?
2: <laughs> <laughs> why, I care. Is well, well, I don't, well, could be well, the well, <laughs> is lo- lo- is coming Look at for him? you. <laughs> <laughs> look, look at a map and see where Albuquerque is, and find the closest state line. That's a good point. I don't know where Albuquerque is inside of New Mexico. I have no fucking clue. I think okay, it's. That, sh-
1: I want to say it's in like
2: the very middle. <laughs> God damn but it! I, cou- I could be wrong. So I'm gonna
0: say uh, one more positive thing. Okay.
1: Oh, mm. well, I have a positive. Oh, go ahead, do it. I've already said two. You oh. go. Um, I was uh, intermittently, not always. I was like kind of into uh, the Cynthia score at points. Yes, oh. and I did not realize it's Manzel because uh, I didn't look it up. Yeah, I didn't realize until the credits that it was uh, Clint Manziel, and I was it's, like, "I wrote that I, it has these moments." I, I've definitely liked this guy, uh, probably before and after this, and I was yeah, that was uh yeah. that was cool. I was I was kind of surprised once I saw his name that I didn't immediately recognize it as Manziel, but um, again, it it isn't great throughout.
0: Yeah, it's a lot of like just moody tone shit, but then mm-hmm. he has a couple of moments where he does like some kind of reverse effect on some kind of noise and it sounds really cool. Yeah. That's when I looked up to the dude who did the score. And uh yeah, it has its moments. Okay. <laughs> my uh my my positive though is that and you I'm probably you, you probably guys aren't gonna agree with this, but I think <laughs> Okay. I don't I wrote this right when Tom McAway, Aaron Eckhart's character, goes to interview the wife of the serial killer guy. Okay. I wrote Eckhart isn't bad and I I respect that he's giving his all for this thing you could tell that this feels like that his agent and manager are telling him this is your star vehicle this is it like this is your moment to shine and he's really he's giving his all for this thing and and it's it's too bad that it's not good because I think that Eckhart has genuine charisma and talent Mm. I don't think he's a great actor but I think he's you know he can be charming and funny when he has to be and He's just, you know, he's got sort of a natural thing going, and uh, it's just too bad that this is the thing that he, this is the uh, star that he hitched his wagon to, because it really, you know, didn't work out for him. And when he I mean, interviews that that guy's wife, his hair is disheveled, and he's like looks ridiculous. He's like hasn't shaved in days, and mm-hmm. it reminded me of um, his his episode that he's on Frasier <laughs> in the last <laughs> season where he's Laura Linney's uh, boyfriend. Uh, that's right. He come he. he I- He's just really funny in that. I don't know.
1: I, I don't want to say like things worked out for the best for Aaron Eckhart cuz I mean like no one has given a shit about Aaron Eckhart in the past 8 years or whatever, but Since his Battle very next LA. movie after this was Thank You for Smoking mm. and he he received a good bit of praise for sure. for Thank You for Smoking. And that movie ended up being uh, probably more popular than anyone making it thought it would be absolutely mm. that was a
0: huge that was probably a huge risk for him coming off of, like this is probably like this is like a you know a medium budget like this is going to be a big deal this guy the the director of this just got you know his actor's Oscar nominations for his last film this mm. is it Aaron and then he did it and it tanked and then he did this tiny tiny movie thank you for smoking and it blew up you know mm. so. But uh, I wonder if that movie's good uh, I, I I guarantee it is not
1: that's a that's a mm. Jason Reitman movie. Yeah, yeah he's the worst. I, who I do not like.
0: He is the absolute worst.
1: I, I liked it a lot when it came out. and I, I loved it. Saw it twice in the theater. That did not get an Oscar nom. I feel like Aaron Eckhart, I guess it was like a Golden Globe or something that Aaron Eckhart got nominated for, but...
0: Independent Spirit Award, maybe? Mm. Pro- probably. I know, uh, didn't... Uh, for Up in the Air, didn't Clooney get nominated or the woman in that? Vera Farmiga?
1: Um, was it Vera Farmiga? I, that got nominated. No, was, that uh, got nominated for a bunch of things, mm. uh, including yeah. Best Picture. But at that point, um, Jason Reitman was respectable because of Juno.
2: Oh, right. Right. For Thank
1: You for Smoking, he wasn't quite there yet. Mm. I,
0: th- I think I like Thank You for Smoking more than Juno, but I haven't seen either I, one of them in years. Yeah, would, I, I, don't I would bet
1: a lot of money that that's the case for me. I, I hate... <laughs> I did not like Juno. I really do not like Up in the Air.
0: Um, I loved I like Up in the, the Air when I, when I saw it. I saw that twice in the theater also. <laughs> but I the last time <laughs> oh, I watched gosh. it was on DVD, and I remember like just hating it and thinking, like, how did I ever like this? But, right. uh, you know, who knows? <laughs> I, I have just a couple more notes. This is like an incompetent version of The Cell I wrote at one point. Uh, I, I I, I've never seen that. Uh, yeah, I know. I saw that. I saw like – I can't believe you haven't seen The Cell, and I saw that uh, – Kevin has seen
1: it. You don't like it, right, Kevin?
2: Nah, I didn't like it. Yeah. <laughs> that's
1: been, that's been on my, my potential deep dive list forever. Just cause yeah, I, I really liked, uh, Tar Yeah. The movie. fall. The yeah. fall. Yeah. Falls. I never great. got to that one.
0: I love the cell. I don't, I know that I can see why you wouldn't like it, Kevin. I could see Jr. not liking it also. Mm. And it's got a lot of the same kind of issues that this movie has a lot of this cliched serial killer stuff, mm. but it's much more beautiful than this movie it looks fantastic and uh D'Onofrio is great and uh Vince Vaughn is awesome in it and Jennifer Lopez isn't bad but anyways we'll talk about it whenever JR inevitably makes it the deep dive uh maybe next time Carrie Carrie Moss at at the end of the film uh Carrie Moss is running with high heels on
1: like I don't through like like, the desert sand Yeah, yeah I was like
0: why are you wearing high heels you're like an FBI agent like I just don't get it like you're and you know you're going to be out and about today, and having to chase after this guy. You know that Aranek yeah. was kidnapped. Like, and, why? And why are you wearing high heels? It makes no let's,
1: sense. <laughs> let's be clear: this they're they're not they're not like runway model high heels. No, they're but not they're like sexy platform. High heels. They yeah, are. Like, yeah. Yeah, they're they are like a professional heel that. Um, you know, She's you know, not I, running as
0: fast as she no. can run. You can tell. In, in a lot of workplaces, mm.
1: though, women would have been expected to wear something like that i don't think it makes sense as an fbi agent
0: i don't think it makes sense as a as a field agent like she's going out to do things you know if she's in her office all day wear whatever the fuck you want wear a pantsuit you know but i mean Mm. she's she's uh she's out in the belt she's doing stuff she has a gun for god's sake (laughs) so uh i don't i didn't understand why there was a rock spiral at the end either like when when uh kingsley is killed there's like a spiral made out of rocks like who made that like when did that happen i don't get it
2: well, because this is the sacred place where everything comes together. I yeah.
0: suppose. But, I mean, like, who put the rocks there? I don't God. get it. God. <laughs> God. <laughs> <laughs> and my last note is that Kingsley is trying way too hard in that last scene. Fuck he's yeah. he's oh, yeah, brutal yeah, yeah. in that last scene. I think he's, like, I don't hate him throughout the rest of the movie. I don't love him. I don't like him even. But I think he's really bad in the last scene.
2: All Was the, it? You know,
0: Make it stop, Tom. Put a bullet in my head, Tom. He, just, he has this weird, this affectation. He can't, Oh, it's, oh yeah. he does not know how to do an American I, accent.
1: I felt like it was supposed to be like a little bit of like narrative irony that that Ben Kingsley thought like for sure it was Aaron Eckhart who kills him, mm. but it, it ends up being um, Trinity who kills him. Right. It, it, like from behind, it, but he's, you know, as his dying vision is Aaron Eckhart just leaning over him. It's like- mm. Is this supposed to like really matter? Like, who gives a shit? Who killed him at the end? Why is right. that? Right. I agree. I hate the ending. Doesn't too, affect it's, anything.
0: It's just the picture, the drawing of both of them looking at him. I was like, I ah, don't yeah.
1: like who, like what.
0: Who, that, okay. That was his vision. That was yeah, the like, Thing that who he cares. is completely
2: meaningless. Yeah. It's just so dumb. That's
1: I. I hope. Look, I hope one of our five listeners out there, out, <laughs> listeners out there, <laughs> sorry. Listens to this and has seen this movie and feels way differently about it and can email us and tell us like I would love to the hear basic the shit that we missed. absolutely
2: because
1: like, yeah. like honestly
0: know. if somebody if somebody was like wrote in and was like look dude you obviously haven't read enough Kant if you read Kant <laughs> you'll understand you know what I mean and then I'd be like okay I have new respect for this film I need to read Kant and then go rewatch it <laughs>
1: well, yeah and I I I would be it is possible that, like, after 20 minutes, each one of us was like, fuck this. And just kind of, like, intellectually checked out, though we were still watching. I, You'd really have to convince me, but I, I believe it could <laughs> mm. be possible.
0: Yeah. Anything's possible. But yeah. from the surface, it looks like just a, your standard, actually substandard uh, hmm. thriller from the early 2000s. That looks like it's from the early 2000s, but on television.
1: That's right. So, uh, ratings... I I don't want to be like too mean, right? I don't mean. think this is yeah. the worst movie ever. I don't think it's close I, to I the agree. worst movie ever. I think it's just I agree, like substandard Hollywood trash. I'm gonna go 1.75. <laughs> <laughs> I,
0: I don't know why. What a hero! I'm yeah. going
2: one and a half. I'm going two because you know I actually did like Ben I Kingsley this thing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> loved. Yeah, uh, but yeah, it's it's not good i do still yeah, want to watch shadow uh, of the vampire again though
0: you should yeah, you guys should check that one out it really works i think and it's it's interesting to see you can see sort of like there there are some directional things that he does in shadow of the vampire that i'm not crazy about either mm. but for the most part i think it really works and you can tell he has an affinity for silent cinema and especially the film nosferatu like he he i don't know he just recreates a lot of the stuff really well and uh he uses they actually use some of the footage from Nosferatu in some in some scenes and oh. uh, i think they edited it in really nicely so and i've been meaning to watch this uh this Marilyn Manson video that he did from 99 god is in the tv
1: it's I not haven't. a marilyn manson's not having a great moment so
0: that's true maybe not he also he co-directed it with him so mm. oh it's not i'm sorry it must be a uh it's a compilation of the band's music videos up until 1999. Oh, I see. So it's not just one video. I don't know what video he did then. It must be one he video. He does
1: already. uh he has a 14-minute short Din of Celestial Birds that
0: Yeah, that's uh, on YouTube. I I've been I meaning have to watch a few, that
1: too. I have a few Letterboxd friends who have rated that highly. Mm. Like like f- I've got 3-4 star ratings on here. So maybe
0: yeah, it's I, I'll check it out. He It is a spiritual successor to uh Begotten said on his mm, uh on, Wiki- on wikipedia it says that so i don't know i'm interested to check it out it's on it's on uh, youtube it's only like 15 minutes long so but uh all right well the time has come for dare i say the most exciting part of any of our shows mm. the letterbox roulette <laughs> uh, <laughs> so i'm gonna get the letterboxed open here for mm-hmm. Suspect Zero, we've got the first six actors, Carrie and Moss, Aaron Eckhart, Ben Kingsley, Harry Lennox, and Kevin Chamberlain and Keith Campbell. Now, who's Keith Campbell? <coughs> okay, he's been in a lot of shit, so we're good. He's in mm-hmm. Spider-Man and Men in Black and Minority Report. All right, so I'm going to get my DICE app open.
1: Let's see, we got 3844, 3,844 movies.
0: All right, here we go. Here's the DICE app. You guys see this? Mm-hmm. I'm going to tap it. It's four. four, and that is Harry Lennox. All right, Ooh. the leader of Zion himself. <laughs> I am uh, cautiously optimistic. I've seen some of these, mm-hmm. but I feel like Jr. has seen all the ones I've seen.
1: And maybe I haven't more. seen Love and Basketball.
0: I have not no. either.
1: <laughs> or, or State of Play.
0: I haven't seen that, and I or almost collateral
1: did. damage. I mean, what the? Fu- I mean, oh, I'm I saw you-
0: collateral damage. Fuck yeah.
1: <laughs> I've giving seen you all that. these freebies. God damn it. I'm not seeing, you've probably seen The Human Stain because that's from. I have the, not. I, I've I thought wanted, it was in the 90s. It's not from the 90s.
0: I've wanted to oh. a little bit. It's your girl, Kidman. Now, see, okay, this is a problem. See, I feel mm-hmm. like. I hate this. I hate when I see a movie on one of these things and I feel like I have seen that, but I haven't marked it. Stomp the Yard. I'm, I'm not going to gonna mark it. No, I feel like I've seen The Package from 1989 with Gene uh. Hackman, but I'm not going to mark it because I don't know for sure anyways i've got my number mm. uh what is what's everybody else's number i think i might have won so i don't want
1: to say i'm 12 fuck <laughs> <laughs> come on man <laughs> sorry
0: I 12
1: uh, yeah, i've seen titus i've seen <laughs>
0: titus You've seen, seen Ray and Across the Universe, haven't you? I've seen Get on.
1: Yeah, of course, I've seen those fucking movies. I
0: haven't seen Ray or G- Across the Universe. That's where I've I'm. Seen Bob,
1: to... I've seen Bob Roberts. I've know? never
0: seen Bob Roberts. <laughs> I saw, but I've seen Collateral Damage, and you haven't. So that's you probably have. <sighs> you seen Guarding Tess with Nicolas Cage? No, I have not. Okay, me neither. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's Kevin. What's we your don't number? don't have to go Sorry. down the whole list. Six. Have you seen Emperor? No, I'm just kidding. I know we don't do all those. Okay, no, six. So you're, a, you're, you're, you lose, and I lose. Yeah. God What's your number? It. My number's ten. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> I'm so disappointed. I really thought I had it. Ah, mm.
1: oh, damn it. Let's see, is there a... Mine might even be higher if there's, like, a the pilot episode of um, that Joss Whedon show or anything on here. What the fuck was that called? A Firefly? No, the other one, Serenity, with uh, dollhouse? a dollhouse. Dollhouse. There um, we go, but it's not. I don't see any dollhouse on here.
2: Okay, all right. Um, you guys ready? Sorry, guys. <laughs> all
1: right, what do we got? Hey, and maybe you know, like I watched the I watched the movie last time. I watched Spookies. I didn't have to.
0: That's um, true. Yeah, it's depending yeah. on what it is, you might watch it this time. Mm. So the number is uh, thirty-eight forty-four. And I'm almost to it now. 3844, which is. Oh my God, this is scary. Wait, it's the last movie? Oh, it really is. Holy shit. No, is it? That can't be right. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's not there. I misread that. It's 3720. God damn it.
1: That's pretty.
0: pretty I know. That would be
2: wild, right? John, I think you might need glasses if you got those two numbers mixed up.
0: (laughs) No, I was looking at the wrong part. Okay, it's a one minute short, so we're good. (laughs) It's called We Eat Shit, and it looks like it's an animated short uh, from Chris Lavis and Maciek Zazerbowski um, from 2017. So this has got to be on YouTube, right? (laughs)
2: Uh, An unapologetic warning about how complacent we can be. Look, okay, Pier Paolo Pasolini already did this in Solo, so why do we... Why did you feel the need to make a minute-long version of that scene in the
1: movie? Kevin, I mean, we're jumping to conclusions here, you know? Yeah, I don't know what this This is. This looks like it's about birds. (laughs) It's about birds.
0: Come on. Uh, I don't see it on YouTube. Oh, here it is. Naked Island, We Eat Shit. It's only 46 seconds on YouTube. Oh. We could literally all watch this right now. (laughs) Should we? no 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 a live viewing no yeah i don't, i almost want to redo it just so we have something to actually watch but that wouldn't be fair i think we're good all
1: right uh, we've, already, we've already switched lists we can't uh we can't yeah we can't keep, too many rules keep in, changing in things
0: right uh so that's uh that's episode 100 all right mildly successful what uh <laughs> can't, can't believe
1: we we did episode one hundred with suspect zero. What a, I know, <laughs> yeah. What a That's milestone. A w- it might yeah. be
0: one of the worst movies we've reviewed as a proper deep dive.
1: Yeah, it might be. Yeah,
0: I probably. It, I, I can't think of anything that I've disliked more. Oh, may, oh no, I take it back. We did found on that one episode. Kevin, oh yeah, yeah. That was that was, zero, that was fucking so. the worst. It's the absolute worst movie ever made. Anyways, <laughs> next
1: next time on the epi-
0: on episode one hundred and one. It's going to be JR's pick. So, JR, what uh, what have you got for us?
1: Uh, we're going old. We're going old. You know, Do it.
0: I'm not watching enough old movies. Mm.
1: Yeah, <laughs> uh, this one's old and it's short. It's uh, directed by Victor Fleming, starring Clark Gable, Gene Harlow, and Mary Astor. Oh. Um, this is one of Gene Harlow's few like big roles outside of uh, Wings. Uh, it's called Red Dust.
0: Nice. Red, Red dust.
1: dust. Red Dust a little uh, you know, like a 30s exotic locale uh kind of adv- adv- I don't want to say adventure that <laughs> were just meant so much that, that yeah. just meant something different in the 30s. Um, I was about was to it say a pir- is it a pirate time, we, adventure yeah, maybe? Be careful. No. <laughs> no. Whatever. Uh <clears throat> there there are some elements that aren't just drama, but uh, you know, there is a the love triangle at the center of this is uh, probably why why it's best remembered
0: where can we find this
1: that's not my fucking job i don't know <laughs> I mean, just uh, no i mean this is from 1932 so there's a good chance that it's on uh that it's on youtube um kevin could probably get a dvd from the library yeah. uh and if we can't find anything easy i will uh make sure i get it to you
0: it's you can rent it on youtube and it's yeah, it doesn't look like the movie's just on there but you can rent mm. it so it's probably available to rent everywhere that's cool. All right, good. So we're going to watch Red Dust from Victor Fleming. Yeah. That means I've got to rewatch uh, Wizard of Oz, and I've got to watch Gone with the Wind for the first time. So I'm going to power through that four-hour epic. and uh, That's...
1: I don't, <laughs> I don't think you <laughs> have you to do you, that. <laughs> no, that's, that's not necessary. Yeah, maybe, like, if you're going to do Victor Fleming, maybe uh, uh, there's got to be something more worth your time than those. Even mm.
0: like, got a lot of five star
1: ratings like, on uh
2: on my letterbox like Doctor Jekyll
1: and mr hyde mm. bombshell you know i don't know there he's got other stuff that's more interesting
2: right
0: i've got a, also a bunch of stuff that's bad a buddy of mine that i follow great review for gone with the wind what a freak show four hours of manifold horror maybe the most inappropriate film to watch at this moment in history <laughs> you guys agree
1: I haven't, I seen haven't it. watched it at this moment in history. <laughs> I yeah, I, I'm,
2: yeah, I mean... Have you seen this, Kevin? Yeah, like, years ago. And, yeah, it's, it's fucking it. four hours, and it's ridiculous. Yeah. And, I mean, I, I can understand where that reviewer is coming from, considering how, you know, like, sexist and racist it is. But, you know, it takes place during the Civil War, so, like, what do you want? I mean... Well, probably I to be woke. not
1: so much of a... In some ways, it is like a celebration of that, like antebellum. Yeah, ante, antebellum, it's not antebellum, uh, like that, <laughs> yeah. that, that Southern culture. You know, mm. it, it definitely is. It is not uh, criticizing the South in any way.
0: That's right. That's right. It's yeah. I don't know. I might really. I might seriously watch it. I, I just haven't seen it. It feels like a big one that I should have seen. Not that it's going to be great or anything. I just. I no, I mean, it, I it, mean is,
1: it is a big one that you haven't seen. Yeah. that's that's Gone with the Wind is is a big deal. He did and Joan
0: of Arc. Have you seen? You haven't seen this Joan of Arc in forty eight.
1: No, I've not seen. Starring this in- Ingrid Bergman. Oh shit! Yeah, I could watch that too. Wait, I did I you Joan watch the Silent Joan of Arc?
0: I watched Passion, yeah, of, of Joan of Arc. The Dreyer film was really great. I loved it. It was. uh... Fascinating, and I I will say that there's a scene where she gets sick, and they bleed her, mm. and I'm pretty sure they really bled her. Like they have a close-up shot of them like digging a uh, like a razor blade into her arm, and whoa, blood tri- whoa, whoa, whoa. like comes like blood like spurts out of her vein. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's real.
1: I wonder if they did that to some poor person and not their famous actor. But. Oh, I'm sure they didn't do it to their actor. Yeah, mm. uh. um, <laughs> the world's uh, first uh, body a, double. Come on. We're, we're done. we got to get out of here. <laughs> okay. All right. So, uh, yeah,
0: next week we're going to watch Red Dust. Thanks for listening. Visit our website at filmiacpodcast.com. Email us with your questions or comments at filmyacpodcast at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram. Like and subscribe to us on iTunes, wherever you listen to your podcasts. And uh, thanks so much for listening to 100 episodes of Filmiac. We're back for 101 in a couple of weeks. We're not slowing down now. You guys have a great one. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye.
2: Makes me feel like a the Find me. Never, never.
1: Far gone. Get your. Leather. 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 that is that is definitely a list of things that never got me hard